you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. This is the friend zone. Your mommy is going to be very upset with you. I didn't do it. Who put all of that? Mm-mm. Who put that on your face? I don't know. Ava, you have a marker in your hand. Hmm? Hmm? A marker. Who? Where? Did you do that? No, I didn't. Ava, are you telling the truth? No. I know you're not telling the truth. Your mommy is going to be. <laughs> now. Hmm? What marker? A marker. Okay. Sometimes you have to get back to the basics, and that is what we've decided to do this week here at the Friend Zone uh, podcast, which is what this is. Now, uh, this week we wanted to focus back on um, the biblical mantra of or out of the mouths of babes because once again children are spearheading this movement of clear and effective communication now this is a lesson of the golden rule especially when it comes to being in conversation with someone this little girl as seen in the video and as heard by you but I'm going to be your listening ears eye and describe it to you so the little girl had taken a marker which she still had in hand and drawn all over her face Whoever the adult was in the conversation looks at the child and says, your mommy is going to be so mad at you. Immediately, this wise child, you know what she did? She broke all this down and she analyzed it. And as you heard, you've heard how it went and it was cute and funny and bubbly and all those things. And we enjoyed hearing it. But if you really listen to the pivot in the conversation that occurred right at the top of the key, at the top of the conversation, when the little girl was told your mommy is going to be very upset with you. Now, quite obviously, this child knew that her mother was going to be upset with her for drawing all over her face with a marker, be it permanent or washable. Doesn't matter. Marker doesn't go on your skin. Okay. She knew her mommy was going to be upset with her. So I feel like that was something very less than smart to say to someone, you know, stupid. And the little girl must have too. So she says something stupid right back to her. I didn't do it. (laughs) Okay. And then the volley, the conversational volley went back and forth from there. But I just think that, 
it is noteworthy that you have to meet people where they are in life. And this is something that this child was exhibiting at such an early age. She quickly assessed where the uh, other person in the conversation was and met her there. And from there, they were able to eventually work there, work together and get towards the truth. So I just applaud this young sister, this young queen in doing that and making that stride. So the hashtag this week is I didn't do it. OK, because when you meet people where they are, She's I didn't so do cute. it. OK. And she didn't do it. But Team I love Ava. how when she was like, are you lying? And yeah, then she shook she her, head. her head. Yes, but said no. <laughs> that was Hilarious. Relatable content. She had to throw you. <laughs> so speaking of her nodding yes and saying no and things that don't make sense but are quite entertaining, it's time for QTNAs. Oh, shit. The questions I that need answers. I, I just wondered, I was like, is he going to pass And it? the questions that niggas <laughs> is asking. I'm never letting go. Never letting go. Never <laughs> letting go. Okay. Question one, you all know how this works. We're doing it again this week. Is it true that the real story of the Wizard of Oz is that Dorothy has beef with the Wicked Witch, but it was really her fault. So the witches used to call her Dot, you know, as a nickname. You know how people call people named Dorothy Dot as a nickname. So the witches did that, but they was trying to be funny because Dorothy had acne. And so the witch said to bust down Dottiana, and that's how they threw that big-ass house on her. Is it true that that's the real story of the Wizard of Oz and how the house ended up on Dot? Okay. Bust down Dottiana. Okay, okay, okay. Question two, we might get a little closer to something relatable. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Which one of y'all, which one, said that when Russell Westbrook was cussing them people out, them bastards at the game the other day, you know, which one of y'all said that he told them, you know, that if they said one more word, that their family was going to say a little prayer for you. And it was at that exact moment that they noticed he looked just like Dion Warwick from the cheekbones down. Which one of y'all no, said it? God. Russell Westbrook uh, and Dion Warwick. Who said it? No. Y'all ain't going to have no. tweeting the side-by-side side pictures. Watch. All right. Okay. Now, this last one, we're going to get right to the white meat with this one, okay? Oh. I mean, we're going to cut. So I hope y'all ready. The views expressed are my own. <laughs> Please. Thank you for that. <laughs> Which one of y'all... Here we go. ...said that the real reason that the real wide housewife, Nene Leakes, went ballistic and didn't want anybody in her closet, and also why Portia was burning rubber getting out of the closet... Is because ex-pro footballer Cordell Stewart was in the closet. Who said it? Oh. And with that being said, I want to welcome everybody to the friend zone. This week's edition. Okay. I'm leaving. Grab his mic. I'm leaving. This is your I'm weekly leaving. look into all things mental health, mental hygiene, mental wellness. That's friend's part, but I try to help a little too. <laughs> mm. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Friend. This bud's for you. How you doing, girl? <laughs> oh, wow. Hi, guys. How are your weekend? Dustin, I have to know. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? Because I had a message that I passed on to you for a sweet someone. Where to begin? And let me just say to you that all of your dreams would have come true oh. because everything that I'm not going to say what your message said. I'm not going to say what it said. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But what I will say is that 
everything you would have wanted from that situation you would have gotten from the dancing to the uh, showmanship everything you would have wanted you would have received tell people that being said I was blessed enough to go to the Millennium Tour which is the reunion tour of B2K Pretty Ricky and Mario and Yin Yang Twins and all these people So um, I do want to say Let's start off with something bad Because you know That's what we do No yes. The Yang Twins Didn't do bedroom boom Now what in the hell Did y'all show up for The white people Didn't took the whisper song And all y'all other music And it's fine You know we still like it And covered it But y'all play that After y'all play This is how we do it And we know that We had <laughs> one request For the culture And that was for mm-hmm. Bedroom boom Okay Which is a song that That samples I will always be there For you from Miami uh, Rap trio From the 80s 80s and quit. It was a, a girl group named and quit. Asymmetrical haircuts and door knocker earrings <laughs> down, baby. But anyway, that. so they didn't do that song. But Come in on, good news, history. in good Come news, on. Pretty Ricky showed out. Okay, yes. Pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Yes. Okay, they showed out. I wish they actually would have headlined. Um, everybody looked great except for Slicker. Um, nah. Uh, baby blue wall. Yeah, Buddha blue, Buddha B L B U E. Him, he looked terrible, but everybody else was lit, <laughs> no. spectacular, was fit and 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 very lively, and yeah, he had a lot of energy. He was doing somersaults on stage. He was definitely doing somersaults, uh, and the salt water was flying. <laughs> but it was great. He actually threw his tank top in the audience in front of me. The girls got to fight night. That's the fight over spectacular yeah. tank top. That was his tank Tuck top in the war. So that was great. B2K did a great job. Omarion had an amazing solo set. And this was actually my first time seeing him perform in concert. And I have a newfound respect for him as like a performer. Mm. Omarion has it. And now like seeing this, I understand why things have gone the way they have for him. He literally has star quality. He has it. He knows how to connect with the audience. And he just and he knows what he's doing. And another thing I realized that was really cool about being at this concert, and then we just going to move the hell on. No. No, I these, mean, I'm happy. Yeah. But they have been performing since they were, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. So there's a seasoned element to like the way they command the stage. A Mm. perfect case of that was Mario. Mario Mm. wore that stage out. He's not the best vocalist. You know what I'm saying? But he did his thing. And when I tell you the dancing, the engaging with the crowd, the just they are seasoned performers at this point. And it's really good to see that because it definitely makes for a great show. Like I literally enjoyed myself. Everybody was dressed. I have to know. Mm -hmm. What was the order of this show? Because it's so many people. So I saw I was there for the Yin Yang Twins. Um, there was a bar moment. I'm not sure what took place in between there because I was away from the stage. But what I will tell you is that um, I saw the Yin Yang Twins. I saw um, Pretty Ricky. I saw Mario and I saw B2K. And there was other people there, though, like Lloyd and Chingy and Chingy. Yeah. So they were all like early, early. I'm assuming because I know what I've seen with my eyes. Yeah, because I'm like, how do you create the set for that? Like, so like who? How how do you decide if Lloyd goes before Mario? Right or. You know the Yin Yang Twins before Chingy. Like I don't know. That's Lloyd's fault for getting his hair cut. (laughs) If he never would have cut his hair, me too. That's why I'm mad about the hair. Yeah. Dustin. I know I was upset. Upset. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I made peace with that part. You looked very cool. 
Thank you so much. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell the people I, what you want. Just a, it was a, you know, I had a, a echo, um, like jogging <laughs> suit, like nylon jogging suit that I've had actually yes. since like 2002. Stop That's mine playing. on God. I thought you went like thrifting. I've had shit. that for like, like literally since like 2002 and I've just never gotten rid of it. Wow. And this That's was like the perfect wow. time, right? It's just in your house. Just in sitting folded. It's condition. so thin. You know what I mean? Like it was just folded and just packed up you never know when things you know fashion comes back around <laughs> so you just never know some pieces you need to hold on to speaking of mm-hmm. baby fat fubu coming back, coming back everything so, coming hey, back you ain't i high. finally feel comfortable wearing a fubu item because <laughs> you know you know everybody didn't wear you know people wore it but everybody <laughs> yeah. wore fubu. but okay. now like i'm gonna wear it now like i'm so excited sweet baby fat is coming back too i'm excited <laughs> i'm ready to get my little Puff coat. You think my cropped puff coat with the that fur hood. <laughs> you know that little signature cat now. It's a little cat. It was a bunch of cold booty girls because them coats sat right <laughs> on top of your butt. Okay, your butt was just out when wind with, with breezing the, um, on by. With the Cooking Monster pajama pants, that was the <laughs> yes. look. look. Yes, yes. Fran, and some slippers, some big fluffy slippers. No, exactly, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows the uniform. <laughs> they hang, they hang just right. Just oh right. my god! Everybody yeah. knows Look, the uniform and your headscarf. Confucius <laughs> said, "Okay." The Chinese slippers too. Yes. Oh, the uniform. The the Shout out to the culture. Leggings. That that's true. <laughs> and pants with pink across the ass. Fashion. Some oh. of y'all need to have burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of y'all need to get maroon. <laughs> What you do this weekend? My weekend was fantastic. <laughs> this dude. Um, actually, right before the weekend, I had a women's day. I went to DC really fast for a women's day celebration. Why? Yes. And please tell us why. Um, what kind of women's celebration this was? Women's Day celebration. <laughs> Shout out to the Fillmore in Silver Spring, Maryland. They oh, were, that's where the event was. That's where the event was. The Women's Day celebration. There event. was a Women's Day celebration, and it was featuring artists uh, such as Megan The Stallion. Okay. Light Skin Keisha. Okay. And the headliner, I believe, was Saweetie, but I wasn't there for that. So, um, you know, with that I thought said, Summer Walker was part of it. No, Summer Walker was not part of it. She <laughs> oh, was not I there. I, I wish that. she was, because right? that would have been like, Lit. you know. That would have been, you know, bomb. But shout out to the Fillmore because, you know, I showed up, you know, with some things that I wasn't supposed to have. And they, and they were rock. very gracious to me and walked me to the uh, the coat check, even though, you know, some things still happened up in there. You know, it wasn't my fault. But, you know, I was very appreciative that they did that because, you know, That's I got on the bus. Out. Hell to the fucking yeah. But uh, I wanted to really quickly shout out Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, she's an anime lover, and uh, the current anime is uh, My Hero Academia. It's really popular. I see the people going crazy on Twitter about that. So there's a character on there named Todoroki, and uh, he's fire. He's half fire, half ice. It's like his power or whatever. And his hair is part blue and part red, or like a, a white, icy. It's like an icy, if you will. Um, this bitch came out, Megan Thee Stallion came out with this wig version, <laughs> like this the, like bad bitch version of this anime character. Dope. And like also see also and performed her ass off like nothing on the stage but a DJ and you know her picture up there and her just walking back and forth from the audience rapping all her lyrics with her bomb ass legs right hell yes she I legit is a stallion oh she about to get God. signed by somebody like with Nina or something she's I'm with sure like she's 300 been in meetings mm-hmm. she's, had she's with like th- she's with 300 
I believe. So she, you know, has that big budget now. Uh, everybody go watch Big Old Freak. It's her newest. It's her latest video. Um, she's so dope. She's dope as fuck. She's just a really dope rapper, and it was dope to see her spit and watch her up there, and uh, to see her now because um I've been feeling her for so fucking long. I was like, oh shit, from Texas. I bet Beyonce listen to her and. Now just to see her doing all the shit she's doing. So it was dope to see her. And then, she's Megan the Stallion. What's Megan McCain? Oh, my God. It was also dope to see. Megan, <laughs> Megan the Ambulance. Light Skin Keisha. <laughs> the Ambulette. The van one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to Light Skin Keisha. The Ambulette. The Ambulette. It just rings in my head as I try to move on. Uh, shout out to Light Skin Keisha. She also had a set up there as well. Um, she performed. Keisha, Megan McCain. <laughs> <laughs> you just not gonna let me do this. Um, you know, Lyskin Keisha got up there. She did her thing. She also invited a lot of the ladies up there to twerk to uh, one of her songs. Believe that it was dope that she did that, and she performed her ass off, and she was looking good as hell. And yeah, I'm excited to see what these ladies all have in store. I feel like everyone's been talking about Megan the Stallion. Hell yeah, all week. It's like all you've been seeing on Twitter. Megan I love it. Stallion. So this is clearly like a momentum, like an upswing for her. So I'm excited yeah. to see what that's going to look like. Her PR people hit me. Shout out to y'all. They hit me inviting, yes. seeing if I can come meet her and phoning people at South by Southwest. I was going to talk. Oh, Fran. And then lit. I saw the email. My it. heart got tight because I was like, I can't go to South by Southwest <laughs> right now. Like this week is just not going to happen because yeah. I'm in the middle of my taxes. Yeah. Mm. But that hurt. But I was happy to know that they thought I should come meet her because she's in the upswing. So I would have loved if we could have caught her and brought her on the Hell show. Hell yeah. Just yeah. to kind of put that in her ear. You know what I mean? That yep. close, though. That yeah, it's going to happen. Right? Yep. So we're in the radar. We're on the radar. And see, also, we're going to come back to Phony People for the Music Man segment, too. So. Yes, Phony <laughs> People has a residency now at the Blue Note. Wow. The Blue Note downtown. And I was looking at the schedule, and it starts at 1230 a.m. The way that my sleep schedule is built. <laughs> well, see, that's dope for like people that want to do like that late night. Well, all it's that jazzy, too. Yeah. you know. It's like a nice jazzy vibe. So I totally get it. It's like the cafe style, yeah. and you have your your drinks, which are. I mean, obviously, you go with whoever you like, but I think it's a sexy date night kind of. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> so I definitely want to see if if I can make that happen because I have to check it out before they leave that residency but what a cool thing I didn't even know the Blue Note did residencies right that's dope that is very dope. very cool so if you are in New York definitely check it out I know they've been tweeting about it you can go on the Blue Note's website to see the the calendar of events and figure out what night you want to go it's every uh, I'm not going to make it up I believe it's every like Saturday or Friday it's one day a week where they're there mm. so definitely check that out that's what's up. I'm trying to meet Megan Thee Stallion. So, friend, when that happened, you It'll know, come. I need you to go it's on ahead right and FaceTime me right then and there or something. <laughs> and I'm going to start spitting some some bars to her or something. You just let me know. That would be sick. What? Oh, my God. I'll be watching the videos and I'll be like, don't. I actually, the reason I can't, went down to D.C. is because I kept seeing these videos of people performing. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Silver Spring, Maryland. You know, people get offended when you say D.C. Right, it's not even on right area? there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I always see these videos of these people rapping and going the fuck off. And I like bitch don't make me come down there and wrap these words to your face and we and I was doing it and like the people around me shout out by the way shout out to all the listeners that were at the show oh yeah, yeah. that were recognizing 
Both of y'all. I'm sure y'all bumped into hella people. Yo, people were sending me videos of myself. They were like, look at Asante over there. Oh, no. People have been calling my name. Like, people came up to me. It was really, really dope. Shout out to y'all. I, I had a great, great time. It was a fun-ass night. That's so That's what's up. It was fun. It's always fun when you get to see people that you really uh, admire and the audience is having fun with you. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Ain't nobody wrong. But shout out to the bitches fighting, though, because a fight broke out. Oh, no. A, a fight broke out after Megan Thee Stallion went off, and I'm going to pretend that fight happened because she left the stage. Yeah, what a way, to, what a way to go out. I'm going to pretend it happened because we were mad because her set was so short, and she went first, and I feel like most of the people that were there were there to see her from the, you know, census that oh. was taken. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she, like, stormed off, and that, that might not have been why this fight happened, but in my head, I'm like, damn, this fight your happened. Fan right. And so then after Megan likes and Keisha came on, and, like, towards the beginning of her set, another fight breaks out. I'm like, damn. All right. Yo, I'm telling you, they was getting popping up in there. <laughs> At the film more. But yes, it, it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, the weekend was great too, but you know, that was my highlight. So, friend, how were you? How was yeah, your friend, weekend? how was your weekend? It what was happened, good, friend? It was, once again, a good balance of work and play. And the play, because obviously the work was boring. I'm not going to tell y'all about that. But the play was, uh, I went out with the girls. Shout oh, out to Jay and Crystal <laughs> and Amber. And we went to the Brooklyn Museum to catch the new Frida Kahlo exhibit. Oh, dope, friend. It was so good, you guys. So good. So good. If you can, I believe it's um, up until mid-May. So check it out if you can. It was really great because obviously there have been a, a ton of Frida Kahlo exhibits. So you kind of think you're not going to see anything new. But it had a lot of personal pictures that her friends took over, which I think is cool. It's a different way of seeing yes. her as opposed to that more iconic professional shots. Yeah. But these were mm-hmm. like her with her dog, her in bed Like her pink. friend or her pet? No, like her friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, her friend took some picture, but she was with the dog. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, her and her dog's in her the picture. Dogs. Like, what's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that too. Uh, painting her nails. They even had, which I thought was so cool, they had like her makeup bag. And Whoa. Because you what? get curious, like, what would Frida Kahlo use yes. on her skin? And I wonder how they got that shit. It's apparently when she passed, her husband had all of her stuff locked up in like a vault. And then the vault was recently opened. I don't know who gave the rights to that, because obviously if he said it was should be locked away, I don't know who decided otherwise. Um, but that's what the exhibit is. So it has everything from, like, the perfumes she used. She used, like, Chanel Number no. 5. <laughs> Which I was like, dang, you forget that, like, these brands are that old. They've been here that long. Um, you know, the perf- personal pictures, it had outfits, which mm-hmm. was my favorite part. Like, it showed <laughs> outfits from her closet. Swag, like, friend. Oh, my God. She had swag for days. The cloth she used to braid her hair with. Her, her shoes. That was the craziest part. Yo, her shoes were crazy. Shoe game. Crazy. Shoe game brazy. Shoe game brazy. Yo, she looked... She <laughs> was just cool. Bouquet. I think it's always awesome to see someone who in the 30s just has such a strong sense of self. You know? Yeah. Like, everything about her was just so iconic, even before she was known... And they showed, like, clippings of newspaper articles talking about her before she was famous. Just how they were kind of, like, kind of low-key talked down on her. Like, being, Mm -hmm. like, this little artist, Frida Kahlo, and calling her her husband's wife. Not really putting any respect on her name. Which, in a weird way, is, like, inspiring to see that, like, even if... The, the mass crowd might not see it for you. It doesn't take away from what you're going to become. Jordan Woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So 
if you are interested in any of that, I definitely suggest seeing. We had a blast. Did you get any merchandise? As you see. <laughs> I will say the the gift shop, which I was most excited about, because y'all know how I did, uh-huh. was Underwhelming. Oh, damn, yeah, friend. Yeah, but apparently, because, you know, I asked. I was like, what's going on with the gift shop? <laughs> and they said that um, they had thrown together the exhibit pretty last minute. Like, I guess maybe they got rights to all that stuff and they just really wanted to put it out. And the gift shop was kind of like the last thing they had in mind. Well, that gift sweatshirt, she's wearing a really cute no, sweatshirt is, right now. Yeah, yeah. the sweatshirt's super cute. It's one of the only things I've managed to get. At least you got to get that because I was least. pissed I couldn't get no T-shirt. Yeah, there was really not much. They had a lot of things that you might as well go to Mexico to get. You know what I mean? Mm. Like plates and pottery and ceramics. And I'm like, I'm not going to get that as a museum. I'd rather get it on my trip to Mexico and and put money in the pockets of the locals. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I rocked it. So I didn't buy any of that. But I did buy this. But that's cute. Yeah. And that was my weekend. Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready to jump into the recap? Oh, yeah. Well, before I, I we know. do that. Oh, that's right. We have a black business and one that you guys are going to enjoy. Well, before we do that. Sorry, it was better the first time. It ain't going to be better again. My isolations um, was good. Though. Right. Uh, 315, which is this Friday, is my birthday. See also as well, we're doing a birthday restock on merch. Yay! So, My favorite black business announcement of the year. <laughs> so you guys know the website. It's shopfriendzone.com. That's what it is. And you're going to be going there at noon. That's when yep. you're going to go. Standard, standard okay, time. so that's 12 p.m. EST. Okay. <laughs> right. Don't bother us before noon and say it's not working. I don't working. mean on Easter. They mean Easter standard time. <laughs> oh, God. But you can cash at me anytime. Uh, cash tag is what's the dollar sign? E T N A S S A. Okay. Shoot your okay. Cash <laughs> I should make that shit okay with like a bunch of A's. Nah, it's not gonna work because I'm like, yeah, with five A's. And it's like, oh, I put four. I'm like, damn, I didn't get my money. Somebody gonna get all the money. I know they're gonna mess it up. <laughs> but yes, birthday restock, get your merch. That's get right. It while it's hot. Friends on merchandise is back available for you Negroes and Negresses. <laughs> Hats, hoodies, all that. necks, t shirts. Stickers What else am I missing Everything All the things All the things things. you guys have seen That you say you wanted Make sure you turn up on Friday 12pm Eastern Standard Time Send my nigga Happy birthday Asante Real quick When you do that Shopfriendzone.com Thank you so much So last week We had an episode titled More Money More Problems Where we discussed a clip um, shout out to LeBron James' company. Okay. Shout out to LeBron James's company. Uninterrupted, um, who shouted us out, which was pretty cool. Right. You just never know whose radar you're on. And they retweeted our show on their platform. Their platform's pretty massive and showed us love. And they were uh, thankful that we kept the conversation going. And that was pretty cool. It's always a nice little boost. And um, what else? Yo, you guys had a lot to say about it. <laughs> the clip was whether or not you should share money with your family once you make, quote unquote make it, whatever that means. And Asante, who stood out to you? I want to give a shout out. I hope I'm saying your name right. It's Maisha. It says comments from the last episode. Uh, Thank you, friend. I broke into tears when you said you're doing good, kiddo, during my drive to work. I'm a recent grad and I got a solid job right out of school, but I haven't given myself time and space to recognize this accomplishment. 
Between repayment of student loans, bills, and cost of living, I've just been so down on myself. I want to say thank you for being the right voice at the right time to say the right timing. P.S. Do all of you know if there's like a Reddit page or something with all of Dustin's stories strung together? <laughs> because, <laughs> Not a Reddit page. Because I need that. Thanks. There will be. Shout out to Maisha. <laughs> <laughs> that took me out because I was like, damn, that would be so cool. Because, you know, people always got their theories and stuff because I was not expecting that anyway. But yes, um, the you're doing good. Like, I think this it was dope that you said that because a lot of people don't really give themselves to, the room to, like, really recognize where they're at and what they are doing. And they focus so much on all the stuff that they have to do for other people and they get caught up in that. And so it kind of makes it hard to even want to do stuff or it makes it easier for some to kind of be under that pressure. But, you know, being a gra- someone that graduated, having all them bills, you know, that was part of the package. Oof. So you just need to walk in and be like, well, I've got my stuff now. My shit is coming together. So can't nobody tell me nothing because even though I owe this money, I can't pay back this time now. Okay. <laughs> Charge for that time. But yes, that was all over here. What did you, what'd you find over there, friend? Well, I will say thank you guys for all the messages. I got a lot of messages from people being thankful that we were so vulnerable and open. And I guess I get surprised because and from my understanding, we're always that vulnerable yeah, and open. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think we've ever pretended that like life is super easy for us right now. Um, a lot of you and you know I don't I don't really play into the bonding and misery I'm not into that like I don't want you guys to be like let's all bond and how much we're suffering like I don't really play that bitch get off me (laughs) (laughs) but I do acknowledge that it's important for you to see yourselves in us as well and and vice versa so that you can know that we're all just trying to figure this out like nobody's a guru nobody has Mm. it all even the people that you look up to or think are doing well may very well be doing well but Mm. everyone still has their different battles so I'm glad that you guys felt connected everybody's got that something (laughs) and I actually tiptoed into tiptoed with my Jordans into (laughs) (laughs) through the streets Marlena Montero who I actually recognize because she came to one of my activation tour stops said listening to friends on What is that? (laughs) I just think it would be dope. You know, I could hear her name like that. It's like, (laughs) I heard the melody of Maria. Martina, Martina. The fact that y'all both changed her name. I did. It's not Martina. Or what Marlena. is it? It ain't Martina McBride. What is it? No, you said Marina. It's Marlena. Ah, Marlena. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Is it Mon- Montero? Mm-hmm. Montero. Okay, at the last part, right. Okay, I'm sorry. Go Can ahead. I read the yeah. <laughs> Please do. Listening to Friends on Pod talk about the things you have to pay back from being poor is so real. I have money now, but I'm trying to save for my goals, correcting my health. Catching up to debt and helping my fam. It's a lot, but it's all about balance. What's more important and when? Mm. And that's absolutely it. Because at the end of the day, it's just, you know, like I said, it's so many things that you're trying to figure out at once, once the money comes. And it's just a matter of figuring out what is the priority and not feeling bad when you are the priority. Mm. That's the biggest one that I think, especially women tend to forget Mm. because of the world. The way the world's structured, we always are the last ones that people think about. Dustin, who stood out to you? Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing this every <laughs> night? Um, 
I would like to say that I spent some time in the Twitter streets and I found a couple of tweets that I like. Um, first of all, I've been fascinated with this Twitter account called HBCU Confessions. <laughs> oh my Told God. You. First like, of all, you read tweets because you don't say anything. You just laugh yeah. and it makes it that much funnier. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, this has just brought me so much joy over the past few weeks. Um, it's anonymous submissions for advice from <laughs> current HBC or people that say they're current HBCU students. Right. And they tag their university in it. So just an it's example. Six brown chicks for the HBC. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> wow. And a seventh something else. However, <laughs> like this, just as an example, it says, I'm a man that likes getting his nipples uh, sucked by his girl. Is that gay? North Carolina a Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 this is like hilarious So just follow that account You're gonna have a great time I'm mad that was college, the taste right. tester These <laughs> college kids Yeah I mean it, it was just There's some more that I could read But they're not um, They're explicit So <laughs> I think you should just do them on your own But okay so the next tweet that I want to highlight Comes from at Bayomi Faith B-A-E-O-M-I Faith Who said there's a line in Jamila Woods New track Giovanni that goes I've been up here in since grandma Was a baby praise me And the first thing that I thought about Was look at Dustin the grandma's the baby <laughs> That's what she said <laughs> So shout out to Jamila Woods Because Jamila Woods actually makes some really dope music yes. um, But I just thought that tweet Was so funny <laughs> I'm going to be so mad when I hear that line um, last two tweets that I want to uh, highlight. The first one comes from Twerk Nation, T-W-U-R-K Nation, who said, I live in Arizona and go to that zoo often. That jaguar has been wishing a motherfucker would for years. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a firsthand account from the Twitter streets in Arizona at the zoo. No. For people who said that the jaguar had been on the block, not Apparently taking out no Apparently that was his second attack. Okay, get your ass out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Come over that line. Come over that line. That's how the jaguar. Can I just say that I love that the zoo is standing by the jaguar? Yeah. Hell yeah. Usually that's not the case. Right. They usually Shout kill out the to Harambe. Or oh, rather, rest in peace to Harambe. But I like that the zoo was like, if you pass the barrier, that's on you. You just said that when you said Harambe, the first thing I thought about was Young Thug. Oh. Never mind. What you say? He has a song called Harambe. Stop and it, it go off too much. It's the jam. First thing I thought about was that video Why that went viral after Harambe died of them gorillas fucking. And they said that Harambe's baby mama didn't waste no time. No. Did y'all, did y'all see that? It's a it's a video clip of some gorillas like fucking Don't down. Do like, it's like, no. I mean, they're getting it in like oh, like no. smacks, smacks. and the and people say that Harambe is very wild and way didn't even let them get cold. Oh my god! Okay. Second tweet, last tweet is actually from CNN, believe it or not, who said that there's only one blockbuster left on the planet. So blockbuster video mm-hmm. is now completely down to one. Wait, there's a blockbuster in existence. Just one. There is it, one. The last one. Operating blockbuster video on the planet, and it's in Bend, Oregon, um, and it's the very last one. I love to go. School trip. I yeah. would love to go. I need to take a picture. And Somebody put it else the last be there. One. Somebody else on Twitter said that they should turn it into a museum. I completely agree. Like, cool. it's the last operating. Before this, the, um, prior to this, there were some in Alaska that were still open, but those have closed, which y'all gotta Damn. let Alaska have something. You know what I'm saying? No, Absolutely. Ain't that some I, shit? You know, they could still have one open. Right. I didn't, how does that work? Shit. Somebody was talking about Netflix still do them DVDs. I was like, no, they don't. They do? <laughs> I was like, no, they don't. You know I what? Didn't... I'm glad you just said that. 
Have y'all gotten rid of your DVD collections? No, and I'm not. Because I have mine, and I was like, I put it by the door. This is how funny it is. It's just stacked by the front door. Because I'm like... <laughs> you still be reaching in I and out every now and then? No, no, no. I did that this weekend because mm. I'm like half in, half out. Like, I need to get rid of them because I don't watch them at all. But then it's like... How you get rid of your whole DVD collection? I'm not. I'm. That's just a box I'm gonna have to have. What you gonna do with it? Keep them. Because yeah, because it's movies, seasons of shows, and shit. I, I didn't work hard finding. I have my whole Sex and the City collection. Me too. And the Pink Every Slay thing. Every Spike Lee movie that's ever come out on DVD. Mm. I mean, all these like random documentaries on spirituality. Like you name it. I don't want to give any. I a think, Bronx Tale, Love mm-hmm, Jones. Mm-hmm. I think I've let a lot of my collection go once I was able to download half of it. So a lot of it's in the cloud now. Like a lot of it's See, like iTunes shit that I bought like years ago. What about your CDs? CDs been no, gone. I've let them go. All I, don't, yeah, CDs been gone. The only thing I got are my video games. And that's I just because I can't have my... um. You know, you only got so much space and then them downloads be so damn big too. Like the updates know. and shit. So like you got to have the disc, like, you know, for that backup. I still have, you remember back in, I mean, I don't know if y'all ever did it, that like big ass. Four cases. That, yeah. Yes, yeah, so and you fold in and uh-huh. yeah. you, you can put, put the book in there. in there and put the then, CD on yeah. top. Yeah. But then when your ass yeah. got too damn many. Yeah. But then when you got too many, you would have the uh, CDs in there with the jackets on the fronts and the back or just the CDs in there. I have it with the whole jacket and everything because mm-hmm. I needed Ooh. to have the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And get the one that's going to get four per page. It's like this big. I had to consolidate that or I had to get a separate one because I remember I had a separate wallet that I I would like switch CDs in and out of to put in my car. And then I got the visor with the CDs. I just kept four of these big books in the car. I need to get rid of it, y'all. I miss driving I really so do, bad. because we're not going to use it. Oh, damn. I wouldn't even need them CDs to drive. But what if you forget about one of them songs? You know what I'm saying? Think about it. If you got the CDs there, you can always look back and then find the song or whatever the appropriate platform oh, is. I know. And not and everybody's on streaming platforms. Like, I was looking for... Shout out to Jamila Lemieux. She did a dope-ass thread asking people what's the most obscure R&B song that they know note for note, ad-lib mm-hmm. for ad-lib. Mm-hmm. So I was... Of course, I was like, oh, off. my God. Hell I yeah. was like, Myron. Do you remember Myron? Yes. Destiny. Destiny. Yes. Oh, Him... Tony Thompson, I want to love like that. Like, I went off, and then I was reading the thread, and it just took me back. And then, you know, I have all the CDs. But Myron, he has all his stuff, and Tony Thompson. But do y'all remember High Tech? Yes. H-I-T-E-K. Yep. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that album on anywhere. I checked Apple Music's, and that's when I was like, you see, I have his CD, but I also don't have anywhere to play it. See, then that's the thing. Because my Apple, my iMac... It's the newer model that doesn't have the mm-hmm. CD-ROM anymore. A lot of my music is on uh, hard drives because I burned them then, like when it was mm. still the CD, because uh, I didn't want to take my CDs with me. So I was like, oh, I could just bring my laptop with me everywhere. And then that music ended up on a lot of uh, portable hard drives. Damn and so I'd be putting them, like I'd be having demos and shit on like the same stuff on like three different hard drives because I'd be scared just in case one of them died, like it's somewhere that's portable that's and it's worst. not a CD. Yeah, I told y'all my iPod died, 10,000 songs. I lost all my demos, all of Claude's demos. Oh. 
James oh. Fauntleroy, Frank Ocean. I had a lot of artists before, like they blew up, but just from being in the scene with Claude, that I used to just keep people's demos from the studio. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. All that shit when lost. Oh, that's such a devastating songs. blow. Devastating. On top of those obscure songs, you know, randomly that I'm probably never going to remember. But shout out to that thread on Twitter because it just made me feel super good. I even bookmarked it because I was like, I need to go back to this and, and look for all those songs, maybe even make a playlist. But yes. But Dustin said CNN, and you triggered a thought before we move on to the show. Um, so y'all know Christiana Mampour. She's like the chief international anchor on CNN. She has she also in podcasting. And she has a co-host, this um, Latina anchor that works for PBS that has a podcast as well. And it, it goes by Latina to Latina. Somebody did so, fine. Yeah, so when she emailed me, I was like, what? How do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Especially because most people don't even know that I'm Latina. So she hit me and was like, I'd love to amplify you on the podcast. And I That's was like, That's wonderful, what? friends. And yo, their podcast is like... You know when you listen to like the PBS, CNN, NPR that is like, and Serial, This American Life, like the yeah, way it's yeah. edited. I was like, oh my God, my answer's got to be like really clean and yeah. succinct and efficient. And because it's just, it moves different, you know, when you're yeah. recording. With us, we like play, it's a little more lax. Yeah, it's different. So I, my heart was beating a little fast. But, you know, she asked great questions. Nothing was prepared, which gave me a little bit of anxiety because y'all know how I am. I like to come in with my little notebook and have everything boom, boom, boom. But, I mean, that's the true test. You got to come in and answer the question. And you nailed it. Good for you, I think I did a great job. A lot of you listened because she was promoting it. um, And I promoted it on on IG stories and Twitter. And you guys were like, you did so good. Good (laughs) So I appreciate that. That was really cool. Part of the episode, like I said, she asked. I mean, she's a journalist, journalist. So the questions, obviously, she, like, researched what college I went to, what I studied. Like, she went in. It was very, like, oh. <laughs> when she was well, bringing damn. up the question, I was like, okay. Uh, you know, how you know that? Uh, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. Good, friend. But it's called Latina to Latina featuring, um, which I love because it says, hey, Fran Hayes, Francesca Medina. And I'm like, look yes. at my company. Isn't that? Like, that's a company from my imagination that is now on An a podcast. An entity, baby. An entity. Hey, huh. Fran Hayes, Francesca Medina. So that huh. was like really, really nice. Recognize. Affirming, I should say. So Amen. definitely check that out. Latina to Latina. And now we can move on to this week's episode. I want to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how to code is becoming essential in today's job market. But where do you start? If you're contemplating a career change, trying to be effective in your current role, or just curious to learn a new skill, try Grasshopper, the coding app for beginners. Grasshopper is built by Google engineers and completely free. In fact, it was named one of Fast Company's best new apps of 2018. With fun puzzles that take about five minutes to complete, you can turn waiting in line or your commute into learning a new and useful skill. You don't need any prior experiences to get started. And in just a couple weeks, you can learn about half of an introductory coding course in your free time. See Grasshopper's real-time feedback, guide you through lessons that are just like a teacher, and you can earn points and achievements to keep up your motivation. When you graduate, you'll have the fundamental programming skills you need for your next step as a coder. And Grasshopper is constantly expanding their curriculum to keep your skills sharp and relevant. Go to grasshopper.codes slash friendzone to download and start your coding adventure. That's grasshopper.codes slash friendzone. 
Do you guys have anything? You want to let people not? Not yet. Okay, I see the smirks. <laughs> no, I have an announcement next week. Yay! Yeah. We love announcements. Okay, so first of all, oh God, there's another yeah, thing. It never fails that when we have an episode about something, something happens, whether it's a news breaking story, something happens that affirms our show, whether when we were doing the um whatever it was, there's always something. I remember when we did the Chinese credit, the China social credit, then like it became a big thing yeah. in the news. So now we did last week's show talking about you know, where I was sharing going to school with all these really wealthy kids and how it sort of felt like I didn't belong. And look what and just boom. came out today. They got my dog, Felicity. They got Felicity <laughs> And Aunt Becky. Ain't that crazy? That's I wasn't surprised by her, but pain. Felicity Huffman surprised me. She surprised me a lot. Lori, uh, or what's her name? Laura. Is it Lachlan? Lachlan. Yeah, Lori so. Lachlan. Yeah, yeah, Lori Lachlan. Aunt Becky. So, and you know, it was a huge ring of wealthy people that are basically scamming and doing fraud. Go ahead, Asante. <laughs> Like I'm not gonna still do fraud. <laughs> I can't say fraud without hearing you fraud. say that. Because it's like with a W. And doing fraud with a uh, college fraud. college entrance exams. Mm-hmm. How paying low can you go? upwards from fifteen thousand dollars to some people are paying six million to yeah. get their Damn. their kids into Yale and Harvard and all the like top Ivy League schools by getting extra time for them on the SATs. Um, the proctor. The exam proctor was changing the answers and correcting them for them. So Felicity Huffman's daughter, apparently, her score went from a 1020 to a 1420. She paid $15,000. Oh, I did say, how she paid 15000 and Lori Lachlan paid 500000 <laughs> That's fucked up. But anyways, mm. it just made you realize, like, just when you are going through so much feeling like you didn't belong in certain spaces, you're getting pushed out, people making it their life work to make you feel like, you know, you're skating by getting scholarships or affirmative Tuh. action. And meanwhile, look who's really skating out here. It aff- dumbass children. It affirmed for me Ooh, that, that these people that be in these high spaces don't necessarily always are the, as qualified as they try to make it, it out to be. very rarely based on merit. Think <laughs> of how many, like legacy um, or... Nepotism. Or uh, I remember in my high school, there would be kids there who their parents bought the gym building mm-hmm. or the library. Yep. You think your family's not going to get into that school for for the rest of their lives because your name is on the fucking main building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a gift from the so-and-so family. Okay. Like, At least they did it the right way. Unlike these dirty, underhanded-ass criminals. I mean, it's, it's a legal way to scam, though. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all unfair. Well, they are, and they're cheering dumb. The cheering. <laughs> With the dumbass cheering that don't know the arithmetic and shouldn't be there in the a first arithmetic. place. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, you got this little black girl out here. How many colleges did that, did that little girl get accepted to? Scholarships oh, man. at like 7,100 million colleges that said, you just come, we'll pay for everything. And y'all want to oh. give her a hard time because they call them cocky and stuff. Man. Meanwhile, they dumbass cheering. So that breaking news was, you know, pretty affirming. So yep. all of you who are in the college process, keep going. Keep going, <laughs> okay. baby. Keep going. So, all right. So this week's episode, speaking of scamming, I have a question for you guys. Has any of your work ever been stolen? Yes. Whether yes, it's it been a quote, a joke, 
It has, and it was really a horrible feeling. Oh, what yeah. was it stolen? I'm gonna guess one of your tweets. Yep, yeah, jokes on Twitter get stolen all the time, and, and they just front then like when they you call them it. off about when you call them out about it, then you it's just a tweet and you're petty or whatever. That's my intellectual. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> no, it's real. It happens so but much. That's my intellectual property, you know, and I work hard on that, so I definitely feel violated to say the least. Right. What about you, Frank? Because I know they've been stealing from you, man. Oh yeah. I think the hardest part is once it goes viral I think you kind of just got to throw your hands up like there's that's just the game at this point because you're going to drive yourself crazy hitting everyone up and being like that's my tweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just learned to not I think it's harder when it comes up on your feet on your own feed meaning that someone that you're following (laughs) took your own words posted it as their own it's happened to me I remember Leanne Rhymes posted what? one of my quotes. Lee and freaking oh, Ross. <laughs> I, you know she a thief anyway, Excuse but finish going. Posted, oh, okay. Posted one of my quotes on her IG as if it was like a song lyric or some shit and people were underneath like, Fred, hey Fred. Hell <laughs> to the motherfucking no. Wesley Snipes. I mean, I've been sniped what? out here. It's, you'd be surprised how many celebs have taken, because you know what it is? Celebs do this thing. It's not just celebs. A lot of our peers do it too where they'll take a quote from Twitter, crop it, crop out who said it, and mm-hmm. then put it on their Instagram as mm-hmm. a post. Or like Facebook or some shit too. Exactly. Yeah. So then what happens is it gets circulated because someone reposts it or takes it and then no one ever knows who said it. Granted, you could do a quick Google search if you want to give credit because you know you didn't say it. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually do. If I see a quote that I love, I'll Google it and see. And if there's no one that said it, I'll still put quotations so that people won't assume it was me and I'll write like unknown or whatever. And I honestly also try not to use people's quotes if it's not my own just because, you know, you don't, people are going to assume that it's yours and I never want to steal anybody's work since I'm sensitive to that. But that shit sucks. So Mm. I started reading so much of, like up on it in the past couple of weeks. The reason I asked because a clothing company, a very popular one, Took a quote of mine and has been selling hoodies that cost $119. Another one? Yes. <laughs> 119 I know. This 119 not, this I thought you were telling the story of what we already had talked about, about that experience that you had like that. This when? is a second experience? This is another one. Are you kidding me? I'm wow. not kidding. The first one... I didn't even know it had happened. Obviously, we won't say the brand for yeah, legal issues. Right. Um, but Haas is the one that told me. She was like, yo, I didn't know you were working with so-and-so. Like, right. that's huge. And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> she was like, sends me the screenshot. Yeah. And that was pretty heartbreaking. The crazy part is a lot of times when you are like a, a smaller company like mm-hmm. ours, your legal rights sort of get overlooked because they're like, it's not worth it. Because what my lawyer told me was like, if you pursue this, you can send a cease and desist so that they'll like stop selling it. But if you pursue it, the money that you'll spend on attorney fees and even just pursuing it might actually be more than whatever it is they made selling the hoodies. Right. So it's like might not even be worth it trying to get the money that they've earned from it. So it's so tricky and it sucks and it happens a lot. But it's really brutal when, like, some a bigger brand just swipes something of yours, especially because the quote that they swiped was actually from a really personal conversation I was having on Twitter. Man. Wow. Isn't that insane? <laughs> it had to do with, like, sexual assault. It was, like, a convo I was wow. having with someone, and they literally swiped it 
put it on a hoodie and have been selling it. Mm-mm. Well, they won't be doing that shit anymore. And my lawyer was like, the worst part is that you not everyone has the rights, like copyright, just because you tweeted it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not in a book. So that kind of hurt because I'm like, wow, as creatives, you would think that something you tweeted, conversations you're having would be protected. You know what I mean? But yeah. I guess it's not. And that's why I wanted to kind of have an episode about it. Because I think now, especially a lot of us are photographers putting out clothes, putting out art, especially <laughs> Tumblr. Uh-huh. I learned a huge lesson on Tumblr because you just <laughs> re- reposting stuff. <laughs> I remember a, a photographer was like, take my shit down. <laughs> Yo, I was, yeah. yeah. And I was like, but it's Tumblr. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I didn't, you know, like I didn't um, give anyone the rights to do that. Like, I guess the person who had initially posted it had just taken it. I don't know where they found it. But because I was the biggest account that made it really go viral yeah. on Tumblr, then I'm the one that like got in trouble for it. And I remember not knowing that that was even a thing. And you just don't think that. But obviously, why would you repost someone's artwork? Baby. Like the same way you don't want to post a quote that's unknown. Why would you think that it's okay to post a photograph without attributing who took it or who's in it or who painted it? You know, Tumblr kind of yeah. fucked us up, I think. It in did. a way, it made us think that like, that's okay. Can I take you on a short journey of, of Asante's mental of like watching that evolve? Yeah. So let's start with, let's just start right before Tumblr in my head. Um, uh, Model Mayhem. Oh my oh. God, Model Mayhem. Model Is Mayhem. Is that still a thing? I don't think so. I think like it wasn't for a while and it got bought and somebody tried to redo it or something. I don't really know. But uh, I say Model Mayhem because I think about, you know, remember it was exclusive at first. Like you either had to like really put some pictures up and it had to be reviewed or someone had to refer you. Like it was exclusive at first. But then as time went on, like it was, okay, well, you know, it, it's not just photographers, makeup artists, wardrobe stylists. It's open to anybody that's going to submit pictures or whatever. So then you have this problem where people are submitting pictures that aren't theirs. And what? like that was becoming an issue there. And then people were moving on from Model Mayhem, I feel like, onto Tumblr, where they were just kind of taking pictures from Model Mayhem and p- posting it as like inspiration or and a page. Of, shit, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> I remember like following people on Model Mayhem because this was back when I was a budding photographer. <laughs> and uh, I did have professional pictures up there. I was shooting with, you hey, know, no. the first range of Sony's, the A200s. I remember that. That was like, oh, that was some good glass. <laughs> um, anyway, I remember it being like a thing then because of uh, flyers for the club. Mm. You remember when people were uh, put, you know, even now sometimes oh, and they, would they would take models or celebrities and they would put like the club is happening and have them like in the back almost as if yep. they're going to be there. And it's not saying they're going to be there. You just see this picture of like Dre on the damn fly. You see think, oh, Dre go here. Dre going to be there. Like we going to this club. <laughs> so then Dre got to like she getting cursed out because she not at the damn club. And she's like, I never said I was going to be there. <laughs> so now you got to tell these people to, like take me off this goddamn flyer and don't put me up here no damn more. So it was kind of like this whole thing with that. Too. You know that happened to me before. You were on a flyer. Do y'all remember? <laughs> well, I don't know if y'all were in New York at that time, but back no, y'all probably were. Um, there was a club. It was like New York nights or something where like you'd be at the club. You know, the photographers in the club would take pictures of you. <laughs> it used to say something like New York nights or New York. Not, club. not seven oh, days, twenty seven days, seven nights or somewhere. Is that what it is? I know. But y'all know what I mean. That yeah. one. Yeah. And um, it would be under the picture uh-huh. you take if you were in the club. Yeah. And it was always the same yes. name, but it's not coming to me. It's New York something. Whatever the case. Uh huh. One of the photographers oh, on the got me. Tongue. I know, right? It's like right there. He got me. It was a beautiful ass picture. I'm actually like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> catch you the right, the right angle. 
this on. You in the club clothes already? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, people was like, yo, friend, look at you. Uh, Why was I on the flyer for the club like the following month? <laughs> see? See? You know how they put the three girls uh-huh. like in the fan like mm-hmm. that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the look over the shoulder one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I I, Ooh, I know that learned. look, friends. So I know that look was right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that happened to Maya because what when <laughs> photographers take your picture, yeah. The thing is, sometimes you sign release forms, not realizing that they sell these as stock photos mm-hmm. to companies. And then Maya told me that someone told her they saw her in like somewhere in Malaysia or something for like an <laughs> HIV ad, oh my a God. billboard, and it was a picture of her looking sad. <laughs> like she was like sitting down looking down at the ground like if she heard bad news. <laughs> and then it was something about HIV. I don't she was like, You gotta be kidding. Like, could you imagine you have you took this picture just to kind of like boost up your portfolio and Yo, you're like I'll- around the world. <laughs> You know, there's hella threads on Twitter, too, of people that are like, that happened to me. And they were, like, oh in China God. on the train station. And it was, like, a, a ad for, like, impotence. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a few things here, right? Read the release forms before you sign shit when you take pictures Please. of photographers. That's all I'm going to advise. A, a few things, and then we're going to get back to where you were going. But mm-hmm. you're taking me on a journey here no, today. No, because this is all important. Okay, so when I lived in Atlanta, uh, I actually used to be a club photographer. Like, they didn't have a photographer at the club. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to be a photographer. Like, let me, you know, hit this club and be the club photographer. So I used to take pictures, like, at a couple of different uh, gay, popular gay clubs at the time down in Atlanta. And I used to <laughs> sell those pictures back to the club. But then there was another website that bought uh, club pictures and so I used to sell an index of the of these photos to the website and the website wasn't I would hand out the cards for the website because you know you get paid from the website to like hand out the cards and then they you know buy the photos from you and a lot of places don't buy the photos like you just upload them whatever so somebody saw me taking pictures in the club one night and they were like no you can't like they cursed me out they're like you can't take my picture because you took my picture and it was a great photo by the way but it broke up my relationship because they was out and they weren't supposed to be out oh, and they, no. they said their boyfriend found a photo and they said they were like damn you was looking good and they was like then I seen the photo and then I seen you was out when you were supposed to be out because it has the date on it and shit like that and now it's your fault and now it was my fault I was like damn I was just doing my job and you said the photo was good god damn so there was that and then the other thing is uh, the other thing is the thing is uh, when we talk about um, like intellectual property and stuff as well I think it's very interesting how some of these people will have their tumblers, right? And like you, you get it and you'll remove it or whatever. But there are some people that have like a big tumbler and they'll be like, they'll argue back with you. They'll be like, well, it's not my fault. Like I shouldn't have to take your photo down because of well, where because it if it gets big enough. They don't want to lose that traffic. Right. You know what I mean? And think about people do that on Twitter all the time, or they'll tweet something that's wrong. Well, it's different when it's like a company or something versus when it's like, a Tumblr that has like a really big following. And right. some of those are companies like budding companies, but some of those are people that are like, you know, doing reality TV blogs and all that shit. And then they get a hold of something that's like really juicy and then they won't let it go because of the traction. Right. So it's like, where is that? Not line? me. As soon as some photographers yeah, was like, take down, I was by. like, I'm, listen, I ain't trying to disrespect nobody. I really honestly, and obviously thinking back, I'm like, how did Tumblr get away with that? Like, I don't understand Tumblr laws. Like, I'm super curious. I would love for a lawyer to kind of break down how they have the right. I guess because there weren't ads, maybe. 
Mm, so probably. nobody's profiting from the because that's usually the problem. Like if you're using someone's work, number one, you know, without asking for permission, that's the problem. And then number two, if you're profiting from it, using it on a blog. With me, the good thing is that my Tumblr, though it was my blog, there was never any ads on it. I didn't mm. make any money from Tumblr. So I think for the most part, people like didn't trip if I posted something. To the contrary, girls would be like, oh my God, I made it on Hey Friend. Right. <laughs> Which used to I was going to gonna really say, cute. then it's your blog too. So you yeah. have like a Bessie appeal. Yeah. Right. Like that was the cool part. And for me, it was like I was amplifying women that I felt wouldn't normally be amplified in other spaces with natural hair or certain complexions. And so that was kind of like my platform to do that. But I also learned very quickly, it don't work that way. <laughs> so that's how you notice like with Tumblr, I was kind of like, let me step off because I'm not really entirely sure how this platform functions and mm. as far as legalities. You know, the bigger I was getting, I was like, let me kind of back off. But, you know, I've learned such a big lesson with this whole with these brands selling my quotes because it really did hurt when they said you don't have rights because it was a tweet. You know what I mean? Like you you authored it. So you would think that's a copyright law, but it really isn't. And that's kind of bugged out because imagine you tweeting a stream of consciousness. That's why I haven't really been tweeting too many of my thoughts and like quotes and things I used to say. If you notice now, I'll tweet like music and plants and sometimes I can't help it. If I'm thinking something, I'll tweet it. But for the most part, I kind of keep a distance from sharing like personal thoughts. But I was curious about you guys thought, like if that's something that had been happening to you at that level where people were like straight up stealing your work and profiting. Yes. Profiting as well? Yeah, I've seen even bigger like media outlets, even mm. from things that we've talked about on this damn show. Oh, that happens mm. to us every every week. week. We talk about something and then the next day is one of two outlets that will post something. But I will say our related. fan base is awesome because they'll be in the comments like, yeah. I yeah. just heard that. Keep pointing them fingers too, y'all, because I would do it for all of you. <laughs> and then it also is kind of weird because it transcends the damn platform so it's like not even repurposing tweets but then like when something that you said on the show right gets put on like a tv show as like a line it's kind of like well damn ain't no like i don't think they should put like a shout out to the podcast on the credit or something but like you couldn't send us or any show that you've done that to like a thank you so much on this upcoming season you've been considered for this or whatever like we want to use your namesake or we have and here's something but I don't like, think it's wrong giving credit. Like, let's see last week's episode. I could very well have just been like, let's talk about what happens if you make it and, you know, should you share your money or not. I wanted to give credit to who sparked the idea. Exactly. Right. Which is yeah. why I brought up LeBron and his partner and even gave a rundown of what the show is about because I wanted to make sure to attribute what it was that made me even want to present that information. I don't think it's wrong to give credit where credit is due. Right. But it's that a lot of people want to seem super brilliant, super innovative, and they think that in order to do that, they have to... They don't want to give credit. Right. Which is so stupid to me because, number one, to, in order to learn something, someone has to teach it to you, right? right? So you have to source it from somewhere. Second thing, and then we just go, because I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> but, but the second thing is when you quote, when you, when you source your work, right, like when you quote sources, it legitimizes what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it ends up giving credit where it's due. And it also... Like writing papers in college. Remember? It makes it when you yeah. cite, cite your sources. Cite yeah. your sources. B- bibliography, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm Look, saying? Receipts were more important then, and they're just as important now 
more than ever. Even more, like yeah. word to Whitney Houston. Rest in peace, Whitney Houston. Shout okay. out to the Whitney Houston fan community. <laughs> but like that, but like quoting your sources, it, it's it's a it's a twofold benefit. Number one, it gives credit where credit is due, and it also legitimizes what you're saying. It makes you look better qualified to speak on what you're talking about because the information is coming from somewhere. It's not just coming out of your ass. Right. So you and should if it freely is, that's great quote too. But if it's not, don't think that people are going to think you're less interesting because you're sharing someone else's work. And you know what? Don't do it to your friends either. Because right. I think people assume because it's their friend, like in casual, court, mm-hmm. informal conversation, that if someone sparked a thought, you don't have to give them credit. Give your friend credit yes. too. How many times on this show have I said when I was talking to Haas? Right. All the yeah. time, because if it's a concept that came into my awareness from her conversation, I want to make sure to attribute that to my friend instead of coming on the show <laughs> and trying to take full credit mm-hmm. for something that comes from her, which, strange enough, she actually, you guys know that she has her online school. Mm-hmm. Why yes. did someone create a fake version of it? Come on now. And they even went and got the LLC before she did. So no. now it'll, it, it's their company. Ain't that the craziest shit you've ever what a, heard? What a, what a, you, I hope she. And they followed all, they followed everyone she's following and DM them pretending that they're her saying like we have these discounts like sign up for this that and just basically like scamming her That's own fan base fucking shame. which has people you know looking at her crazy because they it's hard to to Deci- know yeah. yeah decipher like is this Haas or is this not and so she hit me like yo have you ever dealt with this like what, how do I fix this and I'm like you know the sad thing is like you're not always going to be able to get ahead of these things mm-hmm. you know what I mean because sometimes it just spreads like wildfire and you have no control her platforms are all over 100K at this point as far as following. Yeah. So it's rough. It's a lot to think about when you're hyper visible and like what's going to happen to your work. Look at Fashion Nova. <laughs> to this day, I do not understand how, how they get away with that. They really get away with stealing from hella indie de- designers. And they're open about it. It's like a, a joke. Did you see the other day? I think Kim Kardashian wore. Um, a Terry Mugler dress. A Mugler mm-hmm. dress. And then she jokingly said, Fashion Nova, like, can you not steal it before, like, I even get to rock it out or something like that? I think 24 hours later, Fashion Nova had that main model chick. Y'all know the one that she, like, is the main one that takes her pictures mm-hmm. with the dress on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. And taking pre-orders. Damn. Karma is a motherfucker because just a week before that, Cardi B had went in the Mugler archives and then here Kim come. So she kind of <laughs> got it's kind of a boomerang, but <laughs> I get the point and but I agree. Low key, yeah. I'm waiting for Fashion Nova to do the replicas of Cardi's Grammy, Grammy performance. Wow. You know? Y'all show up to Bella Noche <laughs> <laughs> and that seashell dress. You know they will. <laughs> but so Why I wanted to you, So there's four types First of all Intellectual property Let's define it No first of all Your journal is so cute Y'all should see right. Friends oh, journal it It's covered in stickers It's leather bound Yes Oh it's friend that's so cute company So that I can keep ins- I can stay inspired yes. That's Jera Us The Reed The Hood Witch Typing yeah. fast. Yeah. So cute. Go, go on, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> so intellectual property is a work or invention that is the result of creativity. 
such as a manuscript or a design to which one has rights and for which one may apply for a patent, copyright, or trademark, or et cetera. So there's four types of intellectual property to protect. What they are. What they is. The first one is trade secrets. Ooh, I know a little bit about those. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So trade secrets protects secret information. So if you have a business plan that maybe hasn't been executed yet, but mm. you have it, you know, right there. And it's a secret because, you know, if you let anybody know, someone's going to run with it, a.k.a. Fashion Nova. <laughs> so also like new inventions that haven't been created yet. But they, you know, you have the business plan for it. And then recipes, formulas, like obviously the Coke, Coca-Cola formula is a secret. Mm-hmm. Popeyes, what do they put in that chicken? I don't know. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. Auntie, anyone garlic salt. <laughs> it's a little garlic salt. So these are trade secrets. <laughs> and it's protection prior to marketing the invention. So trade secrets tend to be temporary. It's like what you do to protect it before it goes out into mass consumption. And then the second one is trademark protection. So that protects brands. A good example is uh, Asante always says, stay black and protect your magic. People are like, why haven't we had uh, stay black and protect your magic merch. hoodies and merch? Because actually my friend Fadia, <laughs> Fadia, Fadia has Fadia. the trademark on the term protect your magic because it's a company that she started. So anytime we would do merge, we would have to pay her off, which I mean, isn't a bad thing because right. we'd be putting po- money mm-hmm. in her pockets. But, but also, that's why. But that's why. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something we could just put out all willy nilly. To keep it so real with to you. To keep it completely real okay. with you. My nigga friend, friend, you said you're a good woman this week again. <laughs> But that's, a, you know, it's protected. So it's not something that you can just be like, oh, because I like what it says. And that's something you guys have to consider. I know that happened mm. a lot with the black girl magic phrase mm-hmm. that people thought, oh, I could just put it on the T-shirt. But there was an actual person that created it, a black woman who created mm-hmm. it. Then you have unfortunate situations like the young lady who said on um, fleek. Mm-hmm. The um, peaches. Peaches, peaches who yeah. didn't get it trademark. And before you know it, it was on hoodies on (laughs) H&M. And that really actually hurt my heart because I feel like that little girl could have been out of here financially if she had had proper guidance. A self-made billionaire. If she had had proper guidance, a lawyer, which just makes me sad because obviously nobody says on fleek now. But think of how long that fucking word lasted. Yeah. And it was everywhere. Websites. And imagine if she had gotten a trademark, anytime you mentioned it and got profit, you had to She'd be pay on her. Fleet for life. Let me tell you this, though, and by you, I mean Jocelyn Hernandez. Mm-hmm. She can fuck with me about the grandma as the baby if she wants to. <laughs> it was nothing till I put my stuff on it. So I just want her to know that but she got to fight her life. But you also aren't selling hoodies talking about the grandma right. as the baby. That's right. You know, on the friend zone tour. That's right. She ain't got no intellectuals. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt no, you. Go ahead. Random aside, for, as far as intellectual property is concerned, this shit with um the go best friend, that's my best friend. Uh-huh. So, you know, now the white girl has a song where she talks about go best friend, that's my best friend. I'm like, I can't listen to this. The little Dr. Phil girl. She's, oh, bad uh, baby. Yes. She's sampling or doing that. And, you know, still justice for Tokyo Vanity. Oh, because that's where it comes from? Yes. I'm or surprised she hasn't. Tokyo Jets. Tokyo, Tokyo Vanity. Okay. And then what's the other Tokyo? Tokyo Jets. Styles. 
Yes, and, and then there's Jets. one more Tokyo. Tony. Tokyo, Tokyo. My Tokyo. Yeah, what's your Tokyo? It's just Tokyo. Okay. I always think of her whenever I say a Tokyo. <laughs> she's the first. She's, she is the first. first. Not she is the first. Oh, yeah. Um, you space. don't want to make me take my rollers out. Take, take my rollers out. out. Hey, hey, take my rollers out. Take my rollers out. Shout out to Tokyo. Bad Girls Club. Put some respect on it. Literally, anytime I say Tokyo, she's the first one I think of. She is the first one. Literally. And I'm like, wait, I'm not saying that's Tokyo. I'm trying to fight all the other Tokyos. But, but no, no, she's the she's the OG senior, <laughs> like cash style senior. Hello? The fact that you know the roller song, <laughs> you really <laughs> wanna make me take my rollers out, take my rollers out. <laughs> Love that, yo. Okay, so trademark Sorry, protection. Know, it protects right. brands. So that's the name of the product or service. It also protects, which I didn't know until I read this. Sounds, colors smells that also represent for example tiffany blue once you see the blue you know who it belongs yeah. to right mm-hmm. um Damn. the only thing i was thinking like smells yeah that's why i, I was thinking like, like, maybe fragrances fragrances yeah, I guess yeah it would, would have be to under be the fragrance tree. but do you know scents like that where like if you mm-hmm. smell it you know what it is baby i done been in some <laughs> some situations <laughs> yes as soon as you smell you'd be like wait a minute <laughs> That's a trademark situation, okay? Jesus. And that goes for some of you bambinos, too. Some of y'all kids is shitting like adults. I'm just going to tell you. I'd have been on some airplanes. Be like, what did that little motherfucker have for a fourth meal? Because... And then Bambino. there's sorry, we on number three. Then there's copyright protection, or is this number four? This is three. Three, okay. Yeah. That pr- protects works of authorship. So let's say this is a story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't have to register it. The fact that there's a time and date stamp from this show where you started, if it, if it gets reproduced, mm-hmm. there's going to be problems. You hear that, bitches? <laughs> so it's authorship of movies, books, drawings, even websites. You notice at the bottom of websites, people will say it's copyrighted with the date. Um, And then the final one is the patent protection, which actually breaks up into two, utility and design. And dress shoes. So design is like your... Patent leather. (laughs) (laughs) The third one, dress shoes. Patent leather protection. (laughs) (laughs) So now I can't read it properly. I was going to say patent leather protection is part of design. Mary Jane's. <laughs> Low key, that might be though. Yeah, I see that. That's how she on her shit. <laughs> number four. Every time you see that toe tap, that's number four. You gotta remember that. That capizio. Oh, that Lord. capizio tip, tip, tipping across the floor. That's number four on the list, y'all. Fran, I'm learning so much today. No, this is really important for us. And then the design is the aesthetic, meaning the Coca-Cola bottle shape. Mm -hmm. When you see it, you know what it is. Even if someone puts another another wrap on it, you're like, you know who did it first. And then utility, which is the function. For example, swiping up on a phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's something that someone created. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Was it Apple? I don't know if Apple created it. Because I know Android be saying that Apple steals hella shit from them. I mean, well... So those are the four that you need to keep in mind, but it does make me wonder things like, how on earth did Facebook and Zuckerberg steal Instagram stories from Snapchat like that? Yeah. Like, how Mm. was that? As big as Snapchat was, 
not protected under any of these intellectual property laws. I think a lot of times people lack the resources to establish the proper elements of protection, right? I mean, that's smaller companies, right? Yeah, but someone is being these hoes, right? They should have done. They should have done the research. You're you are a startup one day. You know what I'm saying? So y'all should have already known how to protect yourself as you grow and evolve. It's something to consider, and a lot of times you get so you get so caught. And uh, Rihanna too did them in because we've been. We've been went on down the street. (laughs) But, you know, back to that, we followed the black woman. She was first, like they always are. Okay, so we went with her. But anyway, you know, they should know better. They didn't. Oh, well. Um, And and sometimes you get caught up in the end. It's easy to it it happens easily, though, because when you're trying to build a brand or build a business, sometimes you and you don't have, again, those resources or that staff in place to perform those functions or know exactly the know how the the things to anticipate right you don't have that and you're so caught up in building it you just don't have the focus on that area or that part of you know building your brand right and it sucks so it's something to keep in mind and I don't (laughs) even tweet the way that I used to I don't I save certain things for this show that okay. Yeah. Um. And and I also recognize the value in certain things that we do and that we once did for fun. So it's something that you develop a more keen awareness of as you grow and go on. Absolutely. And yeah. look at the power even of Black Twitter as a whole. Like they got yes. Black Twitter stuff. They now, have like, Black Twitter geared shows. They ha- you can always tell. I don't know if you guys can tell, but. Can't you see, like, when you watch certain shows that you can tell they're geared towards getting a laugh from Black Twitter? Oh, yeah. Completely. You can feel it. Like, shows even write differently now. And and brands, uh, I, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 please. But brands actually have people running their social media accounts who I've considered they, they, what they do to be pandering. That's what of they course. do. They pander to us in the, the tone of the tweets, the things that they say. Dog, Hamburger Helper releasing that mixtape. Which mixed did tapes. slap. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Wendy Wendy's mixtape really slapped. But see that part to me, <laughs> that was funny, fun. But it's still panting. Yeah, it is. I, but at least it worked. We got something out of right, it. Right. And and it, and what what what's great is when there are people in places on those teams from those bigger brands who know how to pay the proper homage to that to the digital space, right? right. So you come out with um, you come out with a mixtape for, you know, whatever the brand is. But then you also bring along people who have been, you know, freestyling on the Internet to come and be a part of this this promotion. You know, you grow them, you kind of pay respect and lift them people up as you do your thing. That's great. So brands need to they need to listen to us as we talk. That's All the true. brands that we talk about, this is y'all need to take advantage of our of our voices and the fact that people trust what we have to say. Hire Amen. black people. Yeah. Amen. Hire black People. Don't steal from them. That's it. That's old. And point. we also fight. And we do. And I want to, while we at it, I'm getting ready to just call a spade a spade because <laughs> I had an experience it. this week. Please. So I was, um, how can I tell this story? I guess I could just tell it, but I won't. I'm still going to, dignity and, and it's always important. So long story short, I was in a space and somebody approached me asking a lot of questions. It was a gentleman that resembled think like Anthony Scaramucci. You guys know what he looks like, yeah. right? Think he that exact look. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, really. Wow. I don't Random. know. Okay. I have no idea. Well, well, he looked like you, dog, because that means you're probably listening to us right now. <laughs> so, um, 
This guy approached me. He was asking me all these questions, and I thought he was being really, really pushy and intrusive. So I was kind of, and plus, you're not just going to approach me asking me certain stuff, and I'm just going to give you an answer. I'll I, invoice I, you. Yeah, I, I know, I know what <laughs> oh, you, exactly, cool. and I know what what you're doing. I can see it. I like, like he said on Harlem Nights, I'm Benny Snake. I, I've been calling the dice for over 40 years. I can call them before they stop rolling. I know what you're about to do. <laughs> so I was already being strategically evasive in my answers or whatever. He asked me my name, and the one thing I regret. As I said my first name And then I asked him What his name was He told me his first name He walks off He comes back up to me Probably about 30 minutes later With a business card And it was from A network news affiliate station He was a reporter And he says to me um, Yeah so I just want you to know uh, I'm actually working On a story for oh Such and such God. So we might Or might not use Some of the stuff You said today what? Like, wow. Okay First of all, this was this happened to me on Monday. I went to the concert Saturday night. Sunday, I was working on a set for a project from 8 a.m. That was when I arrived. I left at 9.30 p.m. Was at work. Fuck it. It happened at work. Okay. So I was back at work at 7.30 the next morning. So I was already not feeling the best. I was sleepy, fatigued. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get things done. Didn't want to talk to his, his stuff in his teeth having ass in the first place because there was <laughs> shit in the middle of his teeth. So I was already completely turned off. Um, but anyway, you know, and he had on cheap ass dress shoes. He didn't have number four on his shoes. Oh my God. So anyway, but I, I felt so violated, you guys, because had he told me what time it was, naturally I work. I'm a media personality. I understand the way this space works and I would have giving you an interesting conversation to use. You know what I'm saying? Or I had the option of not of opting out. Yeah. But right. I would have even looked out. I know how to protect myself in, in conversation True. and the things that I say. So I would have made sure that he had something good to use because I knew what I wouldn't have given him. You get what I'm right, saying? Right. But you didn't even give me that opportunity. You just tried to be sneaky. And then, so long story short, full disclosure, I cussed his ass like completely yes. outright. Like when I say I out, mean, he deserved I, I right. like I kind of like blacked out and my coworker turned the corner and seeing how her made me check back in and I dialed down a little bit but before I knew it because I and what motivated that or fueled that that rage almost was because I felt so violated mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and as he started explaining it to her because she quickly tried to uh, extinguish the fire and so as <laughs> he's talking really to her <laughs> he's like you know well sometimes we feel like people don't he basically tried to explain to her and rationalize him being sneaky about getting information it was so disgusting I know his name I know the network he works for I could easily say it right now and encourage everybody to do that I'm not gonna do that yeah but just don't be that type of person because not only do you suck you will get your ass cussed out especially by somebody that's tired already you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> friend when I tell you he'll never forget some I'm of the sure things that won't. I said <laughs> You remember when we was at motherfucking Essence Festival and that man came up to the table and Dustin had his conversation. I was like, well, wait, what? When you had your conversation with your friend about about the past, about something that happened with y'all, the way you handled it to me. What is he talking about, at Essence, Fred? At Essence Festival, when we was backstage, when, um, was it New? Who was on stage? Um, we were backstage. We were when the Reed was hosting. Yes. I don't remember. And, <gasps> I know what you're talking about. And do you remember how you handled that? But do you remember how you handled that? You remember. He's always good at that, though. Nah, what he's talking about, I was upset about something and I hadn't seen. 
This how did this conversation get to this? Can we just go? Just because I was gonna say I just I was upset about something and I saw somebody that I hadn't seen since they made me upset and I I addressed I hadn't seen them so I you you remember what happened at that remember when we were downstairs at the main stage and we were backstage downstairs where all that food was that big VIP room with the bathrooms on the opposite sides we were at them circular tables remember somebody came up to the table and me and them had a conversation I really don't it's okay (laughs) y'all remind me after because I don't remember moving on (laughs) um (laughs) But I can't I always, believe you remember that. Really Just because don't. the way you handled it, I, I can't was believe like, he remembers that. But Dustin's always really good at that. Uh, um, then, sorry. And then I don't know if you guys. So that's the weird part with fashion, like that. Apparently, they don't have laws that really protect their clothing because I was reading because I was googling. I was is like, that why Target and them be having the same T-shirts? Well, think about it. <laughs> think of, no, but think real, about H and M, Forever Twenty One. Yeah. Like when you see certain styles that celebs are wearing, you could literally get the knockoff version. I mean, yeah. you've always been able to do that. Yeah. Though. Apparently, the only thing that has laws that protect them are prints. Like let's say, like the Burberry print you right. know what I mean or, like the, or red mm-hmm. bottom shoe like the red bottom those are things that are obvious that are protected but even those get ripped off because how much Burberry have you seen down in Canal uh, Street you know what I'm saying right or just on the train ripped off I remember when I was Burberry I remember or being blueberry. a little kid and I had <laughs> blueberry <laughs> I had a Louis Vuitton scarf I would sleep with wrapped in my hair yep you know, it's been classy. I know for sure that was not real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fascinating that, like, even clothing, something that you design, like, I think of someone like a Christian Seriano, like how much work I've seen him put into each garment and the fact that, like, that's not protected. Can't that's wait to fucked see up. Project Runway this season. Oh, I know. I just saw the <laughs> ad when I was on the train. It's on my DVR. But isn't that weird how, like, runways aren't protected? That does suck. It's very weird and... I used to be hooked on Us Weekly, and mm-hmm. in the back, they would also always have, like, looks of the week. And then there was this dressmaker. I think it was called, like, ABS by Allen somebody or whatever. They would knock off those looks from the red carpet, and they would have the red carpet look and then, and the, then knock the knock off for the off. cheaper price. And I, I just always, I, I agree with you. I always wonder how that was sucks. legal. Yeah, like, and then yeah. there is an element, like, let's be real here. We're not people that, like, grew up with money. Right. Uh, oh, no. People baby. that don't have money, you know, if they want to have— have the look too but I also wish that designers would just design new shit that mm-hmm. poor people could wear you know what I mean like I don't understand why everything has to be a knockoff plus we ain't even thinking about that shit anyway you we sure want not. we we was in like you know Macy's level brands made us fit <laughs> so he'll figure but you polo. know what I will say is the worst is when you wear that shit and don't know it's a knockoff mm. so I remember and I'm gonna shout out the brand too because I just <laughs> think it's whack <laughs> Jeffrey Campbell mm-hmm. shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved me some Jeffrey Campbell yes. shoes. Like I used to really go hard. They used to be, um, damn, I forget what the website was because they went down. Concrete was, Loop. No, no, that was music. <laughs> it was a website for shoes. Shout out to Concrete Loop. Angel yeah. on Fire. Angel. Okay. Um, no, it was like a shoe light. company like Soul. Soul like Air. That. No, it was Soul, Soul, Soul Struck. Soul Struck. This was a bomb ass shoe store online, you guys. They sold like weird shoes for like people that had quirky sense of style. Okay. I love that website. I'm actually really sad it went down. It's probably the best shoe site I've ever seen. Um, but I, they put me on to Jeffrey Campbell and I was like, oh, this shoe, you know, and the stuff wasn't cheap. Like, 
I, you know, I was still spending like $100, mm-hmm. which isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. But the shoes were such great quality. What I didn't know was that a lot of the styles were knockoffs. From so, what was on the runway. From yeah. what was on the runway. So this is how I found out. <laughs> My friend was a shopper and told me to come with her for fashion week because she wanted to check out some brands. Here I go putting on the, the... my Jeffrey Campbell shoes because that was the cute shit for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have money. Somebody goes, are those knockoff Chloe's? And I was like, excuse me? Do you know how embarrassed I was right there in Lincoln fucking Sunday? What, a, what, an, what, an, what an asshole. Knockoff Chloe's. She gave me that look, too, of disgust. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, my shoes are fugazi. My shoes are fool. I hope her butt cheeks got stuck together. And it was crazy because in that moment, it's one thing if you bought it knowing. Yeah, you but don't you, give yeah. a fuck. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Even though at the end of the day, who cares anyways? But it was whack. She put me on front street, but it was also like, I didn't even know. It was eye-opening, yeah. I've been walking around with a knockoff of a <laughs> Chloe boot. It was like a, a boot that was called a Starburst. It had mm-hmm. like a lot of little um, gold pendants on it, mm-hmm. like all around. Really cute boot. I was hurt. I took those, gave, I don't even know, I think I took them to, like, Beacon's Closet. And I just <laughs> never bought from Jeffrey Campbell again because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know that a lot of the shoes that I had. And then when I started checking, because I had hella Jeffrey Campbell, mm-hmm. all knockoffs. So I'd been rocking knockoffs and not even knowing. Well, first of all, you look cute. I mean, okay. I did, Second of all, when you know better, you do better. Because, listen, <laughs> there have been, really been plenty like of times. Knockoffs. I know it. I, it's so many other. I don't personally, this is just dusting again. Views are my own. Yeah. It's, it's I don't think there's me. any reason to wear a knockoff because there's so many other options at price levels that work for you that, that will really have you like cute. literally just as dope. Dude, I it love just the won't thrift be that. Store. Like you don't it doesn't have to be a, a known luxury label, you know, couture house, you know, for it to be dope. Yeah. You can have yeah. style. Honestly, I've never even been into designer. It's just now that I have like a little more money that yeah. I'll like splurge here and there y'all see like I'll buy these boots or those shoes but for the most part you've never seen me in like designer head to toe never seen in logos and the pieces that you have although they are like label pieces Mm -hmm. they're never like they're classic yeah they just they're a dope style piece that happens to be by that fashion house that I bought because I thought like that really cute winter jacket you bought (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I bought it because it's actually cute. Exactly. It wasn't like I look at the fashion house and say, let me see what I can buy. Exactly. It's like I saw it and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so-and-so makes it. Well, I'm going to buy it because I like it anyways. Even if I did see it at Forever 21, it would have been copped. But Which I do think it's that. Like it. Yeah, that's how I shop. I shop what's nice. So for the most part, I love thrifted clothes. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not really been my thing. But I do think it is sad for the fashion industry. I mean, they make a lot of money anyways. But it's, you know, it's your creativity. And it's sad that it's not protected. I was reading an article that said, um, let me see. The ind- the fashion industry makes over $900 million a year. Isn't that something? Wow. But it's reported that they lose 20. This says um, 10% of fashion products now are counterfeit, amounting to approximately $28.5 billion in lost revenue per year just because of the counterfeit. On God, today. 
today on the train, I saw this guy with a Louis Vuitton print backpack that had a red and green stripe going up, like the middle and sides of it. Now, you know damn well the red and green stripe is the Gucci logo. Right. Why is that on a Louis Vuitton backpack? And he wasn't from here, so... But the <laughs> merchandise is everywhere, so I don't know why you would... You know what I mean? But yeah. I literally saw that today on God. I mean, there's some people now, that's that That's crossing care. the damn line, like... <laughs> And then you have Fortnite. Oh, Lord. Stealing these kids' dances. I thought that was the material that, they, that K. Michelle had got dug out of her booty. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Fortnite. It wasn't moving. That's why I had to scrape it out. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you play Fortnite? I don't. No? Oh, I no. thought you could be our insider. I, I mean, know I know about what it, it is. I know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, what is it, a fighting game? It's a multiplayer game where it's kind of like a first-person shooter almost, but it's not just shooting because you have to— It's it's very intricate because it's almost like part Sims. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to attribute it to. <laughs> because you're literally protecting a fort as a team, but then you're building these like big, intricate forts too. That must so be what's going like, on during Fort Day. Right, exactly. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they always do these like loot packs where you get all these shits to add to your uh, team and the places or whatever. And then you have to like go against these other teams and you have these little stupid ass dances that they do if you like win or just because like it's a whole bunch of bullshit. So that's yeah, what they stole. And they're called emotes. Oh, yeah, when they do the dances. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Fortnite isn't the only game that be doing those dances. Because I was playing, um like, Dragon Ball Z. Like, the there are these lobbies, and when you're the character walking around, there are these prompts where you can talk to other people that are online, or you can uh, emote. And sometimes the emote's just like a high five or a wave or some of these stupid-ass dances. Right. Pikachu throwing ass. So they, <laughs> Not so they stole the two Millie dance. They stole the Carlton <laughs> dance. Apparently, they stole uh, Faison from Scrubs. Was he on Scrubs? Yeah. yeah. He has a dance that he did. I didn't watch Scrubs, oh, Scrubs so I don't know. I but apparently, really there was a dance people. that he used to do. And Scrub they stole the it from him, too. <laughs> Scrub the ground. That little kid that created that floss dance that Jade always yeah. does and makes me laugh. Every yeah. time she does it, I want to die. She is inside. so stupid. <laughs> you can picture it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout God out to damn. Jade of all Jade. <laughs> but they stole a rack of dances and changed the names, which yeah. is even worse. That's part. how you know they on some bullshit. And then, but they have no protection. They apparently, because I was looking up, and it said commonplace movements and gestures aren't covered. Even yoga positions aren't covered. Imagine you create a yoga position and you're not covered under law. Um, Celebratory moves, even dances in the NFL that people do are not covered. They said even the village people spelling out letters with their arms isn't going to qualify. It has to be a choreographed work executed by skilled performers before an audience. So not the Macarena or nothing like that? I don't think so. Damn. And apparently... So the two-step... It ain't, so and they could, were saying, so if it, basically if it's a commonplace movement, because I saw one of the lawyers joking and saying that he used to do the two milli dance in aerobics class at the gym. <laughs> and he's like, it's just too common. Like, I used to do the same gestures with my arms. And, they can beat that. I don't we'll give a fuck. see. Yeah, There's no them. laws as of now that are protecting it, but you have to keep in mind that things change, which brings me into music. Because that's ah. why the blurred lines case with Pharrell, Robin Thicke, and T.I. was such a landmark case because um, the only thing that the the gay family, Marvin Gaye's family, had copyrighted was the music sheet. 
And they were saying what made it tricky was uh, Blurred Lines didn't copy note for note. Like if you put the mm. two music sheets next to each other, it wasn't a direct copy. But they still won. And what made it such a landmark case, which is why I'm saying you never know things can change, is that they copyrighted a vibe. <laughs> they literally copyrighted a groove. It was like a, a, a feel. And that's why that was such a mind-blowing case because it was like note for note, nothing was copied. Mm. But they said that they had seen interviews with Robin Thicke saying he loved him some Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye. Got to give it up. Got to give it up was like his record. He wanted to create the same groove. So got you, bitch. that's where shit, I know, right? <laughs> you got to be careful you saying interviews. Okay. But ain't that something? Do you think that that was fair for a vibe to be copyrighted. This felt like Marvin Gaye. It wasn't the song note for note, but it felt like it. And so they You're the won. music man, so no, you go, go ahead, first. Go ahead, go your go scouts ahead. honors. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, get, get, get your piece up. I can see Because you. first of all, yes, I honestly do believe it's fair. Now, I'm not the person who's always on the side of, you know, let me be petty and try to say you stole my shit. But when it actually did take place, you got to call a spade a spade. Mm. Yeah. If you heard Got to Give It Up, which I grew up with my mom playing that shit. You felt like that was Immediately, just- like you hear the similarity of the two songs and the mood or the energy which is essentially you're a musician Mm -hmm. so the mood and the feeling that is evoked when you listen to a song is literally what's all about what it's all about that's what makes a song a hit people Mm -hmm. are literally liking it the way (laughs) it makes them feel so that's exactly what I feel like they should have quantified and sued for I'm so glad they did and what a play on words what a double entendre because guess what (laughs) the gays don't play (laughs) okay Okay, now let me copyright that. (laughs) Now, I was reading the lawyers that were dissecting this case were saying that the scary part, though, of that case being Mm -hmm. one is that if you're a songwriter, you have to be a little nervous now, even producers, because think of all the years of influence in your subconscious. As a creator, even as a comedian, think of Mm -hmm, the comedians mm -hmm. who have influenced uh, your intonation, even your comedic timing, the wit, like the way you say certain things, especially as a songwriter. When I I remember Claude, uh, his his favorite thing to do that really helped him develop his sound system, like internally, was that he would mimic Tony Braxton or he would mimic Whitney. And that's how he kind of built his arsenal of notes, Mm. knowing like kind of extracting from all of them. Now where Claude, I've seen how he mastered it is that he never sounds like anyone. He sounds like a fusion of everyone. And that's kind of what they say you have to do. Take what you learn and then turn it into your own, yes. which most people don't. They just take what they learn and then right. put it right. out there. Which is what makes him different because he's the best. Because he him is the Chuck. best. Go but ahead. I mean, that does give you something <laughs> to think about, like what's still in your subconscious and what has influenced you and in making sure that song you think is yours, you put it out and then somebody going to hit you like, actually, that's my vibe. Okay. <laughs> and Bitch, it's please. copyrighted. See you in court. <laughs> <laughs> And I think one thing, too, that people need to understand, especially in music that I was reading, shout out to um, Berkeley School of Music. They have a YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Where they have professors of music teaching you about music laws. Okay. Then. And it's for free on YouTube. So, you know, I was sitting on there learning about all these laws, trying to figure it That's out. That's a great. What, where is the, on the Berkeley College of Music YouTube channel? Yeah, it's just Berkeley Online. Berkeley spelled B-E-R-K-L-E-E online. And I just think that that's so what a cool. great resource. Yeah, yeah, it had all the professors. They actually uh, were talking about one case 
where something that people mess up, especially now, is the difference between interpolation and sampling. Mm. So the difference is sampling is when you just insert a like a actual the actual song, a piece of the song, mm-hmm. and then interpolation is when you re-record it. So sometimes, like we'll hear someone sing a melody, and we're like, "I know that melody." That's their interpolation. That's of, their interpolation of yeah. another song. Mm. So that's the difference. And they have different laws. That would be the sampling would be under sound recording copyright and the interpolation would be under the composition copyright. Because you may not have taken the sound recording, but you took the composi- composition by mimicking every note that was saying in the original. That's right. So just things like that that I think most people don't, do research on when making music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's important, especially for you young producers and singers, songwriters that are listening, just to make sure that you're protected. I know it gets tricky because of your subconscious influences, but just make sure it's stuff you talk about. And I saw the teacher, he was talking about a case actually where Michael Jackson was sued for wanna be starting something. <laughs> because the mama say mama sa, mamaku sa at the end is from an artist named Manu Dibongo. Mm-hmm. And do you know he took that from his song and didn't ask for permission? Well, then that man, owes, he's on some money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's still Mike's, but he's on and, some money. And remember how long, Mike said it like 32 times at the end of that. I'm going to say Mama Everybody know that part. I felt like a human Morocco when he would say that. Mama say Mama I love that part. And that yelling in the back. And it's an interpolation. So he didn't steal the man's recording, but you still have to ask permission and there's a fair usage amount where like, you know, let's say when we play stuff on this show, if you play within 10, 30 30 seconds, you straight, straight. but if Mm. we played the whole song, (laughs) then you might run into some copyright issues, which always happens to us on YouTube. I remember Mm -hmm. if you use someone's song. Audio muted. Yeah. Like, damn, my God, you have to mute the whole video? Your whole video would get yanked, (laughs) the audio would be muted, or they would just take out the ads because you cannot have Drake as Uh the beat to, you know, your Your story time. Your story time. (laughs) It just don't work that way. You know, it's just fair for the artist to make sure they're getting paid, especially if you're profiting on a YouTube channel. Um, But yes, Manu Zibongo did sue him. And won. And won. And got paid. And got paid. So we can still like the song. We can still like the song. But it is kind of funny that Mike low-key like swiped that and thought like, I'm Michael Jackson. Low-key, I heard he took a song from um, Donna Summer too. What? Low-key. Oh no! I heard he took a song from Donna Summer, but wow. you know, I mean, here it comes. Who that, told on him, Quincy? You know, probably so. Maybe <laughs> okay. he been telling it all. He don't give a damn. <laughs> he done. No, no trade secrets there. <laughs> but I do think you know the the blurred lines case, a copyrighted vibe, like that's next level. I'm so curious yes. how that's going to change the music landscape as far as like how songs are protected under law, um, with clothing and shoes. I mean. Things have been counterfeit since been counterfeit since been counterfeit. I don't know when they're going to post uh, create a law that protects. And even when they do low key, you're like, they're nah. still going to be on Canal Street. So I still shit. believe Birkenstock owe Jesus some money. Oh, uh, my God. Do you remember the episode of Atlanta? Come up with that concept. <laughs> do you remember that Every episode? Every time of... I seen the nigga, he had a... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the episode of Atlanta where um, Ern, he was a little boy and he went to school and he had on him the and the other boy. Fubu. Yeah, they both had on the jersey and they was like, well, one of y'all got on a fake one. We gonna figure it out by the end of the day. And then the one that had the real one, didn't yep. he end up getting like... 
jacked up for it or something. I forgot how that shit ended, but when I seen that, it took me back to my childhood. I was like, I'm sure Donetta did this to me at some point where I, I was wearing. I definitely fake Jordans. <laughs> like, I knew I was I wearing fake, some affordable I something. I fake threes. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. I got got. And it they was, still hit just as hard. It, they did. It was one of my homies. This was like, your joints are food. That's what he said. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was like, what you mean? <laughs> he was like, look at the Jordan in the back. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got into one fight. And Jordan's butt was like a little bigger. Than- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jessica Dime putting up a three. <laughs> that just sucks, man. It's sad, you know. All I, I know is I got into one fight in middle school and nobody talked about my lug boots ever again. Not lug. <laughs> Why wow, you took it off look, and hit him with look it? Look with the Z. <laughs> I was like, it looks, yes. They have some oh, big no. double ridge going down the center of them or some shit. I was like, these look like Buicks on my feet. Lay that part right on the bridge of their fucking nose when you fight <laughs> them, Didn't too. Birdman have lugs? Yeah, he did. His own line of them? They made the noise when you stepped on the back heel part. <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just something I wanted. <laughs> Can you imagine, Frank? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's just something I wanted to put into people's awareness because I think it's an important conversation. Like, definitely familiarize yourself with your copyright laws. Be careful of the things that you post. Sometimes it's not malicious. You know, a lot of the times we share people's work or thoughts or images, especially like a lot of the artists on Twitter. You'll see like people will be like, I love this picture. And then maybe won't mention who created it. Even with... um comedy videos mm-hmm. that people will repost. I was just going to say. Yeah, like, obviously, apps like Giffetize that we mentioned. I was about to mentioned. say, I done stole every meme. Yeah, Giffetize makes it easy to, like, take, and then low-key you would be like, <laughs> I don't even know who made this video, and you're not going to be, like, crediting all the comedians. We're all guilty of it. I've definitely used GIFs Got tons of them. with people in it, and I could not tell you who is in it, nor have, because imagine if we all credited people for the GIFs that we use. Like, there that might be no be, fun. It might be no, complicated. No, but it's true. It makes things complicated, but it's also like, how do we do that and still be fair to the creator? Right, because I don't want to feel bad for laughing. These platforms need to put in the <laughs> metadata who who it belongs to, like the video and shit. That would that should be a feature mm-hmm. where like when you use some kind of gift or something, you can put in the creator so it tags them automatically. Or something. Yeah. So you don't have to write it in the tweet, but, like, it'll tag them. Like, you do with pictures and yeah. stuff on mm-hmm. Twitter when you tag your friends. Maybe something like that. But I do think platforms should start uh, creating features that are Pro- more protective yeah. of these laws for artists. Just something to think about. Important conversation. To be had. We're right? going to talk about it. And if you, if you motherfuckers steal anything from us... <laughs> Just know we watching. <laughs> and that's the other thing. We're not copyrighted because it's a night. It's a thought. You know, these are like conversations. How do you copyright a, a conversation? By threatening to whoop their ass if they steal it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, work with me on this. I'm telling you. <laughs> you earned everything. <laughs> so sorry, that's it's a it. meme. That's a meme. Okay, so I'm so sorry I have to do this to you. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be so mad that I did this. On Drag Race, which I'm back watching, and I'm mad that I'm watching getting this season, uh, they were doing parodies. They always do these drag parodies. And in this particular episode, they were doing one of, like, Get Out. And so the two people that were supposed to be, like, the scary grandparents, they had uh, a thing they were supposed to do. And one of them didn't understand, like, his motivation for his line. And they just came in voguing. And so his line was, <laughs> Opulence, you earned everything. 
and he was delivering it wrong, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. So I, out of nowhere, I just be going, opulence, you are everything. And it's like, I'll send you, I giftize it. I should have just sent it to you. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> well, at least you gave them credit. I, I did. I did. Hum Nutrition is all about making you look and feel your best. Each specific supplement packs a combo of potent ingredients designed for the specific aims, like clearer skin, boosted energy, or fuller hair, and is backed by clinical results. Hum focuses on preventing concerns and long-term care and repair, not damage control and covering up. Their inside-out approach to beauty goes beyond a skincare regimen alone to give you great results. Hum's products are sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and preservatives, plus lots of vegan options. Try supplements like the Daily Cleanse, Hair Sweet Hair, their growth gummies, Uber Energy, and more. If you aren't sure what you need, go to humnutrition.com slash get underscore started to take a quiz and get personalized recommendations from Hum's team of registered dietitians. To make things even easier, Hum offers a monthly vitamin subscription that's affordable, flexible, and convenient. So I've actually been taking the Hum vitamins. The hair sweet hair gummies are actually really, really good. Mm. And I think they work because my hair has been, you know, the grade has been feeling real, like, you know, delicious under there. (laughs) And I don't know if it's just because I haven't colored my hair in a very long time, which might change very soon. But I really do like that one. And uh, they also have some vitamins called Here Comes the Sun. And they're like these little gel caps and they're really, really nice. And they're easy to swallow. (laughs) Okay. So... Go to humnutrition.com slash get underscore started for your personalized recommendations and get 20% off your purchase with code friendzone. That's humnutrition.com slash get underscore started and code friendzone. No one really has time to go to the post office. You're too busy. I'm too busy. They should be too busy. That's why you and me and them all need stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses and regular people. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller, you know, Instagram boutique, shipping out products, or even a warehouse, a big Instagram boutique, sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com lets you print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Any. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you even get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. That's a huge chunk. Again, the the focus of this is the ease of using Stamps.com at home, at your fingertips, at your disposal. No need to go to the post office. We all know how that goes and just the hassle of going in general. This literally eliminates that and it makes the process so much easier. So shout out to Stamps.com. And right now, our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Get your scales. Just go to Stamps.com. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in FriendZone. That's stamps.com and enter FriendZone. Continue. <laughs> so let's bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> so this time it is for real that the weather is warming up. Is it for real? Isn't it? I mean, today was a little rough, but the past couple of days were like yes. kind of like not as big of a coat weather. Wear like a little yes. jacket, right? No? Yeah, I'm just, I'm tired. 
a little breezes. Ah, it's cold. I'm yeah. sick of being cold. Yo, I, I know. Even today, I was walking here and I was like, "Wow, man!" Like, what the fuck? But Thirty plus it ha- it years of winters. I mean, it's getting better. We just had daylight savings, so now it's like lighter outside. We have more time with the sun, which yes. is nice. It's brighter. It's not so dark when we're leaving. Um, so, do you change your skincare? As the temperature changes, or do you use the same ass lotion from January to December? Oh, honey, that lotion's gone. I mean, you don't use any? No, no, no. I'm saying, oh. like, I be going through like my products, and I, normally I buy, I cycle through the same things, but every now I gotta switch it up. Yeah, what so, do like, you tend to switch between? Like for lotion and skin, skincare, yeah. Oh, because I was gonna say my face. You know, it's a whole different situation. Like it's different. Well, let's do body. Okay, so so for the body, mm-hmm. um, during the winter time, I rely more on butters than actual lotion. Yes, because like I feel like it's more harsher during the winter time, and so then during the summertime, I'm good with the good lotion, like. Um, I mean, I'm a nigga, so I could do the Vaseline brand and like even Queen <laughs> I Helene's. I can smell it. Even that watery ass Queen Helene's, because that thing be watery. I'd be like, why is this lotion so watery? But it smells <laughs> good. But um, do that in the summertime. Any of that. Right. Dustin, what you switch between? I'm nervous about like skincare products and stuff, right? And I don't have like the best skin, but I'm afraid to be aggressive with like my choices when it comes to my products. So I kind of stick to the same thing. You stick to what works. Maybe Dove soap, you know, like all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. But I do um, add in more moisture, I guess, based products in the colder months. And I believe the air is a bit dry in my apartment. So mm-hmm. I have a humidifier, Real? you know what I'm saying? And Come I. On. Yeah, you know, and I put our lotion in my feet and sock them before I go to bed and shit. So, you know, you you take extra measures right. as the weather requires. But you don't switch a product between Mm-mm. the cold weather. You just yeah, certain, apply no, they, it I just apply it differently or more frequently. You okay. know what I mean? I'll add an interval or I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't got time for it to be ashy. <laughs> well, I wanted okay. to, first of all, let's, let me open this. Oh, that's what you got is interactive this week. Yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing if I can, mm. like bringing in the thing. So I want you to put some of that on your hand. Oh, I would love to. Because this is what I use once the temperature is nice. And then, so the guys are spraying it into their hand. Ooh. Now look how, smell it first of all. Mm. And look at your skin. Do you see that shine it gives? Yes. So this is a body serum. Ooh. It's so nice, right? It do smell good. Right? You just so, need a couple sprays. This is great. <laughs> and I love it because it has a spray bottle, which, you know, when you have like hard to reach places like your back, you can kind of just like spray it in your like arms. That. Yeah. And I, look at your nails. That's why I love it. This is like literally perfect. So it's um, from this company called One Love Organics. Now, I will admit, because I know how y'all do, y'all going to side eye me. It is a pricey item. But you guys know I like to mix some highs and lows because I'm just sharing what works. <laughs> Works, and sometimes I indulge a little bit. Right. No, you don't watch Real Housewives, but that's all I thought about just now. Oh, Continue. gosh. <laughs> but it is a four-ounce bottle, and I'm not going to tell you the price because you're going to look it up yourself. And with each decadent mist, it's gardenia and tea, <laughs> which is a great smell. It's like a mm-hmm. really soft kind of spring. Doesn't it smell like spring? Yes. It's, it smells like flowers, like a garden. It's anti antioxidant body serum so it nourishes that means that it's healthy for your cells yes you know against free radicals or anything so it's really really I love that it's nutrient based obviously one love organics so it nourishes it hydrates it promotes firmer smoother more supple skin I personally like looking dewy that's kind of like my 
my thing. I love looking like an island girl all year round. That's right. In the spring. So I love that. And uh, it helps defend, like I said, because it is antioxidant against environmental stressors and dryness. Because even in the spring, Lord only knows what kind of weather we're going to get. Okay. Since it is climate change. Tissue drying your nose out from blowing it all the time. (laughs) You just never know. We might be having snow, whatever it is. Um, I love this. I love that it's a serum because you can use it alone. As you guys see, you can put it on your skin and it gives like a nice Thank glow. You. Yeah, of course. You know, since I know you're, you're, you're top shelf product. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. I love that you can use it alone because it, it works well by itself and it still hydrates and gives your skin like a nice little sheen without mm-hmm. being too oily or heavy. Mm-hmm. Or you can use it layered with your sunscreen, which mm. I love. It's not too thick, so it won't be like gooky on mm-hmm. your skin. You know when you put too many layers and they just don't work well together? This is one of those thin layers that works well with everything that I have, whether it's a butter or a lotion. Usually, you know what I do in the wintertime? Sometimes I'll still use it where I'll use my butter first mm-hmm. and then put that on top for like mm-hmm. the glaze. You know what I mean? The final glaze, the cherry on top. Yes. So it's just a really good partner, I would say, for whatever your skincare products. And because it goes a long way, you see you don't need much. At all. You spray a little. It lasts a long time. So when you see the price and you roll your eyes, just remember, even though it's only four ounces, this one I've had. Yeah, like I literally might go through two bottles in the summer. And I use it from head to toe. Like really? Yeah, I use it on yes. my feet because you know we have your feet out in sandals. Yeah. I mean, you want yeah, your feet but the, to look, that bottle, that's it. It lasts okay. though. Trust me. Well, this even though this was a thin layer, usually yeah. usually oils and like items like well, I almost said a brand name, but like usually body oils and oils and things like that. It doesn't feel like a sufficient coverage. Right. It's just a temporary like. You can feel that it stays on top. Yeah. But yeah. this, I literally feel. Like it penetrated. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really great product. That's why, you know, though it's pricey, it's worth it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm willing to indulge if I actually see results that make the indulgence make sense. Yeah. So it's onelovorganics.com. This one is the Gardenia and Tea Antioxidant Body Serum. They actually have a lot of products. There's a vitamin C that I use from here for my skin. My Actually, my under eye cream that I sleep with. Because like you guys know, I don't wear makeup. So I have to make sure my skin is in tip-top shape because I'm in front of people with no makeup on. Um, and the under eye cream that I use every night is from this site as well. A couple yes. of masks. It's just pretty much organic skincare heaven. It is pricey. But at least I can co-sign that pretty much everything I've used from this site was worth it. And shout out to Shameless Maya because she's the one that gave me this body serum. A couple years ago, she was like, I have this serum that I feel like you would absolutely love. And I'm not really big on flowery scents. Mm -hmm. I like um, musks, you know, like vanilla is like warmer, sort of spicy, more woodsy scents. Um, So I was surprised that I actually like this, but it's it's nice. It's fresh. I think it's good for spring. So something to consider, um, something to check out if you're looking for a new product to kind of switch out of your butters and creams now that the temperature is warming up. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante, what you got for us today in the 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 the, that was a remix. 
in. Yes. <laughs> well, like Fran said, we in the in the in the in the music man <laughs> segment. I want to welcome y'all. We're gonna do an icebreaker. Yeah, we haven't done one. We in haven't a done one in so long. And this icebreaker is to celebrate all of the cool things that have. Uh, shout out to you being on NPR. Yeah. Um, shout out to you. All of the cool things <laughs> happening over on NPR. Uh, they do their Tiny Desk series, which has <gasps> been enjoyed for. I already know what you're about to um, say. It's been enjoyed forever, almost. I mean, I, it's a cool ass concept. Yeah, like it's really, really dope to see all of your faves, whether they be T Pain or Big Daddy Kane or fucking uh, her. Uh, most recently, like PJ Morton was on it. Erica Badu, like tons and tons of dope, dope performances. So added to the roster of people that I performed, uh, along with my girl Don Rashar, you know, I had to throw that one in there too. Hello. Um, I wanted to go ahead and shout out LaKaylee47. She had a very, very dope performance, her and the, the TSA band. I think it was really awesome to watch. Uh, and it's really funny watching, you know, this Brooklyn girl perform. And I live in Brooklyn. I actually live in her hood. But uh, to yeah. watch her, yeah, when we were talking, she was telling me that it's like her hood over there. No, That's cool as fuck. It's fuck, right? So random. But it was just funny watching her perform and uh, her cool visions. She's always talking about, she has these visions. And when she was talking about, um, you know, creating her own narrative, so to watch a Tiny Desk performance where people will take their dope-ass songs and, like, do these really cool, quirky things with them. And then she went as so far as to also have them be, like, the TSA. They were the TSA band. I thought it was really dope and awesome to watch, especially since she's such a young Missy Elliott. And also doubling back, again, since I mentioned Missy, when you brought up Berkeley, shout-out to Missy for uh, getting her honorary... Um, out at Berkeley, they gave her one. Well, really? Like yep. an honorary degree? Yep, they sure did. That's beautiful. So, Congratulations, Missy. Well deserved. Well deserved. Dr. So, Missy. Great things in music. But um, now that I've shot out all of those things, back to NPR, the icebreaker is if you could watch any Tiny Desk performance, and this could be somebody that has performed, and you can pick a couple songs if you want, or it could be somebody that has and you just ain't seen it yet. Um, if you could pick a Tiny Desk performance to watch, who would it be? And what songs? Oh, man. Hmm. Or just who would it be? Miguel. Oh, he don't have one? That's surprising. He, he might have one, but he, but if he didn't... Or like I'm not if, sure. But if he, so let's pretend he uh, he doesn't. What yeah. uh, what Miguel songs would you want to hear? Absolutely Adorn. Um, the Thrill would be great. Um, Use oh, Me thrill. would be great. Girl with the Tattoo. Um, um, Girls Like You. Um, what else? Pineapple Sky, everything, everything. You can just go from 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 album to album. Miguel Aww. has all the material you need. No, he would be great. I'm stunned. I'm like, how has he not have one yet? Robin, Ooh. Robin, and I'm mad as fuck. I didn't know about the I'm Robin. Mad I missed concert, the concert too. Let alone having the whole sing off at 14th Street with everybody. I'm fine with missing that. Yeah. My thing was just <laughs> fuck that traffic and all that bullshit. <laughs> My thing was just missing all the gentrifiers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> dancing. The Where the fuck off. is the train? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see Groove Theory come back together yes. with Tiny Desk NPR. Could you imagine a Mel man? And Jamis. then Bryce in the back, like making the beat in the NPC or something. Yes. I think that would be good. Obviously, Groove, uh, I would love to see them do Tell Me, duh. Yeah. Um, Who else? Hello, It's Me was a good song. And Keep Trying. You remember Keep Trying? Mm-hmm. That was like their second song. That I don't think it was as big, but it was actually like really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite song that Groove Theory wow. made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a video, everything. So that that would be my first choice. 
Jane. That would be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Sade. Sade. Oof. Shit. Could you imagine? They wouldn't do it in PR. That would be dope as fuck. Sway the remix Jean-Nay guy. Sway the remix. For real. Let Sway the remix guy do it because I think he would be really. You know what? I want to Sway the remix guy collab with the Jimmy Fallon show. You know how they do the instruments, like mm-hmm. the, the whatever they pick, like school supplies mm-hmm. or childhood instruments. They need to do a little fusing together of their <laughs> minds. I think that the two of them, the way he identifies samples and interpolations, now that I'm, hey, I'm clear, you us. know what I mean? I think they could do some things together. So yeah, that's Sway the remix guy. He's on to something. Mm. Solange. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. She has way too much material that would be cool Absolutely. between this new album, which is a vibe. Yes. And the last album, stuff from True. True. True, yeah. She, yep. I mean, she literally. Hadley Street Dreams. Hadley Street yep. Dreams. Like, she has a lot to pull from. Who Absolutely. else could really do it? Tweet. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Tweet. Mm-hmm. Tweet. And then Nicole Ray. Just yes. for the cherry on top, I want Tweet's daughter to be singing back up with her. Oh, that's dope. Me too, but she gonna have an attitude about it. She not gonna have one now. Hopefully, they will. Hopefully, she got. Oh, you know now. who? I know you guys gonna say yeah, especially because she makes her own beats. Kimbra. Oh yeah, baby. I thought you was gonna say Kimberell. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I was gonna say first of all that desk ain't tiny. <laughs> No, no, Second no, of no, all, no, no. Do you know I have always kicked she myself? She got a cot no. in her tiny. She ain't do no tiny desk. She do a big ass cot. That's the name of the show she gonna do. <laughs> I have always kicked myself. Roll away bed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because I never got to see Kimbra and Janelle Monae perform when they went on tour together. Janelle Monae is another one. Ooh, she would murder yes, it. Murder. She would kill that. I'm an alien from outer space. <laughs> outer space. I'm a cyber girl with. Oh, what about face? Rory? Oh, dope. yes. That was a really dope album. That was a moment. He had a moment. Yeah, that was like... I remember like, being really fucking excited when he came hell out. Hell yeah. That was a really dope project. That first project, I would love to see him do it in PR Tiny <laughs> Forbidden Death. Knowledge. Um, what about Adele? I think she has one, but yeah, She got everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's so big. Who else? Um, let me think. Who else can we do? I'm trying to think of a uh, city girls. What if the city girls did a tiny dance? <laughs> or excuse me. I like that though. The city girl. What if the city no, girl no, did no. a tiny dance? That's why dance? I laughed because I thought about her up there doing it by herself. Two stools, but it's only one bitch rapping. <laughs> Other one got caught up for trapping. See, but you sound like the one that we want to hear. You don't sound But I like wrong. that. You know why? Because look, Kaylee, I was like, how would she do an NPR tiny dance? Her shit was you know? so but fire. it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So I kind of like the idea of an of. Who you wouldn't expect doing it to do it. The difference but, is the range. Well, the but Katie everybody has the range. Yes. The, the creative ability to, to, to interpret her work through that lens. Carisha's going to get up there and walk. Well said. And but that's I, it. She's going to do hair and makeup, but that, you know, that's it. I feel like they always have people like that, though, right? Because for me, the uh, what was so popular to me in the beginning was when T-Pain did it. Because I remember he was, like, joking and being all quirky in the beginning. And then he was like, uh, if you're wondering what I do with my auto-tune, uh, having it in my back pocket, like, making jokes and shit. But then, like, when he was performing, like, shit that you wanted to hear, and it was, like, to a guitar and shit, it was kind of like, oh, well, damn, I can fuck with this. And so, like, from there, it was always dope to see random people that you wouldn't expect to be doing that, like, do to that. jump on. Yeah. And then do it really well. Brandy. Brandy. Uh, Brandy, yes. Has she done an FBI? She hasn't, but I think she was like on part of when Robert Glasper and them right. did that. Right, but it was like as a cameo. Yeah. But imagine uh, her, her coming yeah. on with her She own. definitely got yeah, the she catalog. Her own. 
and the voice. Yeah, I would love that. So actually. you know what? Okay, so we about to sell our idea to them. They probably about to take this. You know, hopefully we get some credit or something because you just got my wheels Good turning. Luck. Say you don't own the say they don't own the rights to the idea. <laughs> okay, so say they didn't own the rights. It would be dope if there was like a the R and B soul sessions, like the Tiny Desk soul sessions, and they had they brought back people that we respect to have soul or like we know we don't get to hear from often. Like they did one with Lettucey, like the unsung. Like tiny yeah. desk on yeah, so, so if they did one with Tweet and one with Nivea and then they brought back some of the older niggas oh, and shit like that's that. That's actually it'd be, a really cool Like that idea. would be really, really dope. And then if they even brought out the um well not even newer girls, but the girls that have been around, like Brandy and Monica and like the gr- the groups like In Vogue and shit like that. Like if there were those tiny desks, like that would be like a whole like catalog of shit. But they're really, really good about um having new talent, which I think is dope too. Yeah. The internet. Mm-hmm. The internet was on there. They were. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Like we shit. got a, we got a lot of watching. I to do know. I yeah. just sit and catch up. I've I've done that. Like I've gotten high as hell and just sat and watched Tiny Desk. Yolanda Adams would wear a Tiny oh, Desk out. <laughs> Those people when they would be like Fantasia. I'm so jealous yes. of these people that came up with these concepts. Like the color one. I know we've talked about that. Yeah, before. color yeah. studios. Color that studio shit where looks they have so just dope. The, the room with the color. I'm like, what? I think just I that know. one ass little thing, right? I just saw Rico Nasty. Killing that. Is their most recent one. Wait, does she have another one? Or is it because I remember when she did Counting Up? For... What color was hers? Doo doo brown. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rico Nasty. Me too. I love Ruth. I'm with it. <laughs> Bitch, that's a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Jeez Louise. That was good. Well, now that we have done the icebreaker and more and broken <coughs> broken more than the ice, obviously, <laughs> um, we can talk about our listens lately. So y'all can tell us what you've been listening to lately. Ladies first, friend. Ladies first. Um, let's see who I've been listening. I was listening to a lot of Twenty One Savage. Twenty One, Twenty One. Word. There was a clip of how Solange. much were you listening to? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect I'm mad I didn't catch that um, So there was a clip that someone posted I think Kale- Kalila Is that how you say her? I never know if I say her name Kalila right. Kalila That's how the singer yeah. So she was hanging with Solange Take me apart. I think they were like on a rooftop Or something just really chill On some like lounge chairs And Solange was getting like she was in a moment, like I think she was smoking, twerking and shit. Chilling. No, not even just sitting on a chair, just with her eyes closed, just mm-hmm. like vibing. And it was a Twenty One Savage song called Padlock, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's a fucking great song." I guess I hadn't really given it too much, but this yeah. beat. Yeah, But you see how that beat is just super chill and vibey, and she was she, she was just like in a yeah she was in a vibe. I was like, damn, it just felt good watching her like vibe out. What like you that. on the strip club? No, 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 they I'm were sorry, like on I'm a rooftop. Playing. She's so dope. She's so dope. <laughs> but it made me look up uh, which song it was. And then, of course, I fell into 21 Savage rabbit hole for the whole weekend. Um, 21. I really like the Kari Foe Cry for Help yes. album. Shout out to the vibe formerly known as Kari Foe. Yeah, like she had a lot of, I don't can't even really pick a favorite. I think maybe Medicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's see.
towards the end this a Nico Hart Just thought, you know, relatable content. Amen. <laughs> um, that was my personal fave. But I love that she said that she didn't make this album for anyone else but herself because she's been going through some shit and she wanted to put it on wax. And that's literally what the album is about. Thank you. Yeah. And I, it's it literally is called Cry for Help. And I I really connected with it. I love that she was vulnerable on it. And I hope whatever it is that she's going through. I hope this is cathartic in some way and that it does, you know, she does get the help that she needs. But I did like that. Um, Little Rock's very own. Little, She's from Little Rock? Oh, shit. Come on, Arkansas. Right? That's where my motherfucking family from. That's dope Shout as out hell. to Curry. Shout out to Little Rock. Shout out to Malvern. Shout out to Rising. We Shout out to Pine other. Bluff. I think she Shout followed me Arkansas. after I talked about it the first time when I talked about her song, No Small Talk. Really? I really like her. Like, this is the first songs of hers that I would say that I really really connected to mm. and I like her a lot she's really dope um, and I fell into hold on because there's so much y'all remember Dwelle? of course yeah. Detroit's own Detroit oh he's from Detroit y'all did that because Dwelle is Dwelle is the shit you like Dwelle? <laughs> what? That makes me so happy. This record's called Without You. D-W-E-L-E for those who are like how do you spell that and the song is called Without You I've played that song over and over like I fell into such a groove with it be careful you know getting sued for that (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead I feel you though like (laughs) but that song really took me somewhere and obviously shout out once again to Jamila Lemieux because she got me into listening to Myron I'm sorry I gotta play Myron Myron hold on because Myron yeah, I just feel like people don't know. Myron. They don't know as soon as they hear this song. You youngins might not know. So Myron, M-Y-R-O-N. So what's your favorite song from Destiny. Myron? Really? Yes. The, that's how I knew Myron was from Destiny. Let me see. Because that wasn't my favorite. Mine was this one. Yeah. 
Sadiq vibes on the vocal. Ooh, he is just, I don't know why he didn't get his flowers, but we're giving it to him we are. today because Myron, and that's just one song. He had another one called So Fly. See You Cry was amazing. Destiny, Angel, You're My Everything. Like, whew. She sent me down a rabbit hole. I was so happy that I caught that. Shout out to Jamila. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's it because you know I always have four. Can we songs get a little piece share. of destiny? Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want just a little corner. <laughs> they only it's the remix though. Oh, shit, never mind. Yeah, yeah, they don't have. That's God the thing, damn it. Myron. But that's why it's Myron. That's why it's hard to Myron. throw out the original albums because they, you know, not everything gets uploaded. This is just the remix. <laughs> you got the nerve to say it like it's the shit. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Ooh. I got this beat, won't you ride it? Don't know why you wanna fight it. Don't fight it. Change your mind once I'm inside it. I could be the one, the one if you choose it. Don't sleep on it, girl, just do it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's just the re- I mean, the remix was dope too. Don't it get me was, wrong, but Myron got to get it together. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. YouTube always got. It. Ooh, what's this on YouTube? Yes. I should have known to go on YouTube. We just had to get a little corner this y'all for the loves in the house tonight. <laughs> Grab a no more. <laughs> oh, that was good. Just wanted to thank <laughs> you for for bringing me, it back. Yo, music is so therapeutic. It yes. is so yeah. therapeutic. It's got to be destiny. Yeah. All right, that was my rabbit hole. What about you, Dustin Ross? What you been listening to? <sighs> Just want to use um, this opportunity to pay tribute to two songs. Well, one song and one group of three songs all related to the Grammys. Um, I'm not going to go through what I've been listening to lately because it really don't matter. This ain't about that. (laughs) I feel now free enough to give flowers to a song that I truly feel deserves it and have felt that way for quite some time now. It was just that the Grammys were going on. It was award season. and I got to be careful with what I give voice and highlight to. (laughs) And I wanted some other things to win. But this song, one 
I have to be clear and say it deserved everything it won. It's an amazing song. I have been hooked ever since I first heard the chorus, but I just couldn't go in and stand like I can until now because the award's over, so fuck it. The gloves are off. All I have to say is... You finally listened to Musgraves' album. <laughs> nah, I ain't listening. To <laughs> see, nah, nah, see, see. Now nah, they got mad all over again. <laughs> I don't care because this song brings me enough joy to pull me out of that. So, let, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It's oh, one of the greatest no. fucking songs I have ever heard in my life. I've been holding this in. <laughs> Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. I've been holding it. I love Sha in the shallow. I'm happy for her. I feel like she deserved every award she won. Shallow is a beautiful song, and I'm Amen. so I'm so glad I can sing it to the rooftops now. Oh my God. So shout out to Shallow by Lady Gaga. So now that I got that shit, I just had to give that song tribute because it deserves it. Shallow is amazing. I Wait, just can't give it no shine during award season. There's a YouTuber named Trisha Paytas. Uh-huh. That's how and for some reason, India Sean, shout out to India, played a clip of it on her Instagram talking about mood. Mm. You just have to hear it. Burned. Ready? In the times I fear myself. <laughs> Even that, like, just listen to it, like. Look, I know the tissue doing the Britney. That's Still a hit. To get to the hook. Here we go. I'm on the dream that I did you get it off your get it off. No, it's on that spirit. It's on the spirit. <laughs> oh my, you gotta get it off your spirit. You're watching India Sean's story. And that and that comes up. <laughs> comes up. Well, I understand the wow. inspo. Woo, Jesus Shallow Christ. takes you there yes. as you can see. <laughs> I wanna You can't help it. So shout out to Shallow. So you've been, so you been in your house going in. Oh, since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like I just have been, you know, I've been in the closet about this. <laughs> Um, but now that award season is over and it don't matter what I say no more, it won't impact something else that needed the light, I'm I dead. can come out. So I love Shallow. There could um, be 100 people in a room and 99 of them won't believe in you. All it takes is that one and Dustin that one. that one. That's yeah. it. The second thing I want to do since LMA, Ooh, since LMA asked, you know, didn't know three Aretha songs, I just, and to me, she didn't have no excuse because what I'm about to highlight is some songs oh, that came yes. out in the second wave of her career. Oh. Which was in the 80s and the what? 
90s when LMA's ass oh, was born. Oh, her tribute was this weekend, right? Yes, on, on the I Grammy tribute it. came on. the first half of it. <sighs> Bottom line is, it ain't no excuse for her not to know no Aretha Franklin song. So shout out to Aretha Second Wave. Shout out to Jump To It, which was an amazing Aretha Franklin song that came out in uh, 82. Okay, Jump To It was the shit. Shout out to the Who Zoom and Who album with the title track, which came out in 85, which was The Jam. So these are two songs you need to know. Jump To It and Who Zoom and Who. And then if you really want to bring it up until the 90s, you can slap LMA in the face with A Rose Is Still A Rose off of Aretha's album of the same name. Came out in 1998. Ain't no excuse. So just shout out to them three Aretha Franklin songs. It don't always have to be respect and ain't no way, you know, and Dr. Feel Good. You don't have that excuse that the music was too old. That's all. I'm done. Amen to rock steady. That's what I feel like. That's my jam, Presley. Let's call this shit exactly what it is. What it is, what it is, what it is. It's on a fucked up feeling. Move your ass from side to side. I'm done. Oh, I used to my vocal coach used to make me sing the hell out of that song. Do you Woo! remember when it came on at Jade's wedding and all of us at the table? Sang we, it. we all we was we were literally eating chicken at the table when it came on, and we all went to talk bopping. about a set the scene. Man, how, how did your vocal teacher make you sing it? A lot. <laughs> twenty-one, twenty-one, twenty-one frantic. <laughs> All right, so I have been listening to a lot of Juice World. I'm really fucking with this project. It's called Death Race for Love. Okay. I'm not going to play you any samples because it's a very particular type of music. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to shout out Tierra Whack. She, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? I got to clap for her because she's been dropping songs like every week. Yeah, like um, we've talked about Tierra Whack before. I, I'm, this is really not like a highlight of anything new. She has a new song out called Wasteland, but it's more so just uh, shouting her out because I saw her tweet and, uh, you know, talk about how she shows girls love and she actually was showing a lot of girls love and she does. And it's not like she should be any beef, in any beef anyway. But I like that this new wave of um, young rappers and musicians, they're all about their unity and, you know, proving the people wrong and not trying to feed into negativity. And it's really, really dope just to watch artists all come together in this landscape, which is very, very trying, especially with social media making everybody so accessible. So shout out to Tierra Whack for being super fucking talented and a dope ass creative and so humble. Like, I think these are all very, very important things, especially when you come up in this industry and no one's looking at her as like a sucker or a kiss ass or anything like that because she's not doing any of that. She's genuinely just enjoying her time as she rises through her career and it's beautiful to watch so thank you Tierra Wack for everything that you've created so far everything you're continuing to create and put out and I'm rooting for you I love the song Clones oh my god like an only child and she just dropped a new one called Gloria yo she's just been doing it she's been going hard and can I just say LaKaylee and Tierra Wack excite me yes you know how like they're artists where you kind of know what their next song is going to sound like because they kind of stick to like a groove. Mm-hmm. With these two, you just don't know. Yep. And Thank that's God exciting. For that you don't know how they're going to, what the beat's going to sound like, how they're going to ride the beat, what they're going to look like. Like, it's just exciting. Yep. I think it was really dope, especially with LaKaylee, like how her project or her last, her latest project, Acrylics, like there's so many different types of vibes. And then, you know, when you watch her on Tiny Desk, it's a whole nother like, type of vibe even though she's performing like some of the same songs you're familiar with and it's all very unique and authentic I think those those are the very important parts the authenticity of these artists 
Like I think especially in male hip hop, a lot of these rappers come out, you know, being a lazy rapper and sounding the damn same. And we talk about them because, you know, some of that music sounds good because it's well produced. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm liking that the the women are out here like fucking shit up. Creatively. They rapping, rapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you're not in a super creative lane aesthetically and you just rapping your ass off while you getting all your pieces together. Like, I love the fact that Megan Thee Stallion, when she was up on stage, like I said before, it was just her and the DJ. And we knew the songs word for word. She was just going to perform the fuck out of them. She wasn't going to try to get no bells and whistles to distract us from the fact that it was just her up there. Because some people will do that. And she ain't had to do that. So shout out to all the new girls out there. I'm fucking with everybody. There's a well, lot of most. new rappers, dude. Yeah, a lot. A XL uh, XXL needs to do a goddamn women's issue. Like they, they really do. Like oh, that would be dope. It's it's weird. Some of the niggas that they be putting up there any fucking way. So let's just do the women's issue and let's make it a regular thing or a quarterly thing or something. Because there's a lot of females out there that are fucking the game up. Like can kill kill your nigga in a cipher. I like that. Yes. Rolling Stone. Put them all on the cover of Rolling Stone. You heard it. Do a Rolling Stone cover issue about young black new female rappers. Boom. Okay. Because that's a story. Okay. That's news. So, yeah, I just really wanted to highlight those people. And, oh, uh, (laughs) XD was playing Be My Fiasco. And uh, I've heard of this artist before. She makes really, really dope, like, R&B soul music. So the song that has been circulating right now is uh, SBYFU. I'm going to play a snippet of that. It's kind of like an electronic R&B thing, but it's cute. She's really, really dope. Ooh, you know where this just transported me? Where? Central Park, Summer Stage. Yes. Ooh. Didn't that yeah. just take you there with your friends? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's hot, though. I'm talking about, like, August. May, no, end of July. Yeah, when you real do. You're, like, super do. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> when you said July, like, oof. I like that, baby though. wipes. Oof. And y'all drinking and eating and just like yes. your eyes closed and you're dancing and that's who's on stage. So she makes music like that. But yeah, also I had to take it back because um this was the music from this year. She'd been making music for a minute, but the back in 2016. What's her name? Uh Be My Fiasco. So it's B E straight out. Uh yeah. B-E-M-Y-F-I-S-F-Y-F-I-A-S-C-O. Be my Damn, Fiasco. Damn, no cool be name. over here. Um, this song is called Work On You. It's just a classic that I like since I was talking about it. Visions of my body sitting chiseled down your spine. Visions of my body sitting chiseled down your spine. Visions of my body sitting, visions of my body sitting, visions of my body sitting chiseled down your spine. Visions of my body sitting chiseled down your spine. Visions of my body sitting chiseled down your spine. So, you know, she, she be like, I, like the, I, I really like like her melodies and shit like that. Like really, really dope, cool R&B shit like that. She made like a, a horror, like a horror film song set, Visions of My Body Sending Chisels Down Your Spine. Chill. Not chisels. I thought she was talking about killing somebody. That ain't what she was saying. <laughs> nah. Leave it to death. Visions of My Body Sending Chisels Down Your Spine. Ain't that what she said? <laughs> 
I thought she was hacking. Okay, but it's still, it's beautiful. Now I'm sitting up here trying to imagine this scenario. I'm trying to plug it in for no fucking reason. Jordan Peele will use that yeah. as a theme song for the uh, Call Pay up, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Interpolation. You earn everything. Uh, so that's it oh, here over the Music Man segment. Now we're going to move on to TV land. Dustin Ross, please take it away. Sure, but sweet. Um, Love After Lockup, the season finale came on. Yes. Yeah. I want to do, again, we're going to start off with a high note. Let's give flowers to Megan, the Ooh. other stallion, okay, the other stallion. <laughs> who, who, who literally came to play, you know, three-point shots, <laughs> nothing but net in the conversation, uh, in the confrontation between her and Sarah, who she clocked left and right from the moment Deserving that Sarah so. started her bullshit and wanted to fight and be contentious with her. Um, she called her out for being immature, went on to answer the question she had, informed her that she wasn't aware that she existed, um, <laughs> and that's what it was, even though, as we saw in the follow-up and in the Instagram live video that she did on Friday, she still talking to Michael still and so is Sarah Sarah just still. gave birth both mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. Um, Sarah gave birth to their second daughter Rain so now they have Aviana and Rain wow. uh, Marcelino and Brittany have a baby girl they loving it um, her son was funny Giovanni oh, so it was good so to adorable. see um, Marcelino and Brittany's wedding had me laughing because I don't know if y'all <laughs> paid attention to the family section like I did oh, y'all no. didn't see Marcelino's daddy yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I said, damn, he done been to Tokyo Styles too. He had a wet look oh. hair. I, I said, he got one of them wet look wigs, slick back coming down. And then I noticed it was hanging down. So that was funny, especially when, I don't know if you guys pay attention like I do, but like when they showed Brittany and Marcelino's new apartment, he had pictures up on the wall of himself, I guess, back yes. in the day with, with the um. Why did Jade the show feather me that cut. he was in Missy Elliott's video? <laughs> Marcelino was. He was what in a video? fucking Missy video. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What music? <laughs> Fran, Marcelino was in a Missy Leave Elliott video. Jade. And Jade would know, wouldn't she? I'm going to pull up my history because I can't remember. It was Work It, I think. Marcelino was in the Work It, so he used to want to be a dancer. that had like a Puerto Rican flag behind her? That was Marcelino. That was Marcelino. Uh, 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 yes, uh, that's him. Now, now, now that right there. That was Marcelino. That, that's that's who you want to walk down the aisle with. I watched the now, finale. On TV. I watched the finale with Jade and Tristan. Oh, you had a good time. You had a good time. I know you had so a good time. So when she pulled that up, when I tell you me and Tristan scream like Marcelino is still Somebody very much it. living from the glory days. And you can tell when yeah. he's like, when he talks to her, the way he talks to her, the way he does everything is still very much, there was a time. There was a time. Okay. The there thrill was. is gone. He looked great. So shout out he to did. Marcelino and his, um, he did. his, his <laughs> rap. Never okay. Coming back, baby. His hair looked <laughs> better than Wanda Smith's. So that was his. Marcelino not a bad looking dude. He not, but 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 he but he was a better looking dude. Oh, okay, no. he he do look like somebody slammed his face in a book a little bit. No, he don't. <laughs> you know, somebody said he looks like RuPaul with no bit, makeup. You know, and he do look a little bit like RuPaul. He does not look like yeah, when RuPaul got that makeup on, and he looked like Jada Pinkett. Room. This sound like one of Dustin's QT. <laughs> he looked like Jada Pinkett. He do. Who said? <laughs> <laughs> and Marcelino got a red table too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so shout out to them. It was good seeing all these storylines wrap up. As soon as Scott told 
Lizzie, oh, that he didn't have no more money. She walked out. The plug was pulled. And when I tell you, she, she fell was, right out of character. She was, I mean, and at least, if nothing else, she was consistent because <laughs> she was clear from, from the get-go. I'm here for the money. She said, Scott, look at me. And then said that shit. I was like, ooh. Ooh, she said, and I'm kept doing, that car. She said, I'm You see, when they showed the update when she was at her job, her job uh-huh. she was driving that Mazda that Scott bought her. She's happy with her, her job and a hey. factory, so she's making a living for herself. That's good to see. Shout out to Lizzie. Somebody need to get with her and write a book because we need to know how she got all this money in prison for crack, for real, for real. I don't. She fumbled the, the bag and the ball at the end. That's how you got it with somebody that ran because... out? Bitch, you should have had a, 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 a second string why since did, you so why bad. It's because of her daughter. Her the, the Venmo Vixen. The Venmo Vixen. That's, that's what, what she is. is. That was perfection. <laughs> So, shout out to Lizzie and Scott. Um, <laughs> her daughter Jazzy won in the end. Moving to her, she I was sick of her getting above her raising, having an attitude, talking too much shit. She yeah. cussed her mama out on camera, which she's been waiting to do. I just, yeah. you know, I don't want to see her go through her 19, 20, 21 year old angst on TV. I don't have time. I don't, right. I, I don't have the the bandwidth. <laughs> um, who was the other people that I felt sorry for? The girl, uh, Caitlin, and- Caitlin and Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caitlin, Matt is just literally a lost cause. Yeah. For real, for real. He loves Jay. Like, he's a lost cause. And the reason that he's a lost cause is because all he cares about is his temporary needs. And that's literally he's a it. child. There is absolutely no thought about any future planning, no thought about any personal accountability, no thought about empathy, nothing. He got into it with her. At the funeral home when she was picking up her mama's that, ashes. That said it all. Who she who her mom passed away when she was on bad her and her mom were on bad terms when her mom passed because away. Of because of her wanting to be with Matt. With his ass. Damn. Mm-hmm. So like that just and on top of that, his teeth fucked up. Yes. So I, I just like all, there's no reason. Mm-hmm. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> That's and it fits so well, unlike Listen, well, watching mind. that with Jade was an experience. He, he definitely had a sliding tooth. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I Matthew. Matthew. The two of them, it just did when he fucked her in the woods on the way home from jail, that's when oh I was God, like, Okay, was... so you should know. All they showed was them that going was in the woods lot. behind a rock and you literally saw her ankle boots going up in the air. <laughs> yep. Dirt, grass, sticks, seeds. Mm. You know, another idea someone might Snails. take down the road. <laughs> I want All there to be a, uh, an Ayanla spinoff where she talks to some of these girls. And I want Caitlyn to be one. Does Ayanla talk to white people? No. Well, not on TV, I don't see. I just realized I don't think I've seen so white people. It would be funny show. to watch her like talk to white people like that. The contestants really thinking about this. Because I can't think of I'm no white people. I'm trying to remember because like, you know, I've been the watching that show since day one. So and I'm trying to no remember. no white people, right? Not from what I can remember. And there might have been. I just can't. I don't know. But if there was, if there was ever a time for her to consider her policy, love after lockup. Because I don't remember. I want to see her dissect like these people talking to these like inmates and like what they're missing. Or at Caitlin, least have her host the reunions. Oh yeah, it's gonna be high, gonna be a lot of via satellite uh, <laughs> calling. That'd be True. cool though, because she could get into the nitty gritty. Yana, they, well, I don't know if that's a good. That might be a toxic combination because somebody who don't give a fuck about life. Entering a space with somebody like Iyanla who don't give a fuck about you during the process. I don't know how that's going to work out. Like Iyanla. Right. Man. Like, yeah. Li- like Lizzie don't want no help. So it, it wouldn't be good to watch her and Iyanla, but it would be good to watch Caitlyn because Caitlyn got a lot of shit. Caitlyn needs some. I just feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for Clint and Tracy at all. At all. 
at Ooh. all. She literally Ooh. came Goddess. home. But why did Tracy? I thought she was Kim Richards. I was like, y'all, Kim back on that stuff. And they were like, no, Tracy back on that stuff. I was like, oh, that is. She couldn't stop moving. Did you see her changing clothes on that bus? But that scene when it came, like, it showed her. I was Mm -hmm. like, what was the time frame, though, from when he last saw her? Because that happened fast. It was enough time for them to take a lemon wedge kosher salt and a dirt devil to her asshole and suck everything she had out her body. That's what it looked like they did. Looked like somebody just literally sucked it all out. A lemon for so to repeat. No, you don't a need lemon to. wedge, See? kosher salt, and a dirt devil. <laughs> right to the anus. That's what it looked like happened to her. So shout out to Love After Lockup. It was such a great season and it's I coming back. Thank you for laughing. You know my heart. And in Megan's live video, she said that we may see them again on this next season. So we'll see more of, the, of their story coming up. Shout out to Michael because, you know, I like him. He's so cool. I, wonder, like I, I just don't feel like he's a bad person. Oh, my God. I, I don't. I just that. do not feel like he's a bad person. I feel like he's just in a situation. Just, he took her virginity while the other one is his wife and she's pregnant. There was an exchange. But the thing is, you know, <laughs> wouldn't and, you cheat on Sarah? <laughs> like, go ahead. And, and, and Megan understands all that. Now she does. That's <laughs> she, what she, she said was saying that on video. the live. She was like, I, I get it. You know, he had his daughter and, you know. She also explained the wigs. So that was refreshing they to did. see. Of course. She, she, no, she get, she offered it. They were like, saying, I want no, everybody to know. They were saying in the comments. Well, the people was wearing her out. No. They and was they so should have been. But, but, you know, she said that it was a it was a quick, you know, call to film. Right. She didn't have time she, to, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, they wanted her to film right then. And I like it because I feel like it was the light to her fire to get the job done. The only other show that I want to talk about, two things really quickly. Um, on the Love and Hip Hop New York reunion, there was oh, a yeah. scene this week where Mariah Lynn had on one of the worst dresses I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my but God, during what? that scene, she, yeah, it was it was really bad. I was like, what? She looked like a Swiffer. But, but the, the, the thing about it was... It stormed off the stage with it on. The thing about it was she came clean and like gave, told her feelings about being in love with Rich Dollars, said that they've been messing oh, around off and on for eight years. Oh. <laughs> eight years. Memory. But eight years and that she had been pregnant by him at one point. She was, He was the love of her life. Um, apparently they've been in a clandestine affair for, you know, <laughs> for, for eight years off and Classy. on. And so, but he never really acknowledged it on the stage and kind of like left her hanging. And then there was some backstage footage between the footage. Footage <laughs> <laughs> There's some backstage footage. Sorry, that just came out so smoothly. There's some backstage footage of them um, discussing it, and you can see the sincerity <laughs> in what she was saying, but like, my nigga Rich was just not having it. He just was like, like you he know. love her hanging, looking crazy? Hell yeah. Why? Because she showed up looking crazy, but he definitely left her <laughs> hanging. Oh, that was the thing. And she not was like, cool. you let that fucking up, bitch. Say, I'll say you embarrass me on stage. And he going to say, who's the hot bitch? She's like, Naya. Like, <laughs> talk about Naya Lee. He had nothing else to say. So he kind of just left her out there. I, it was, I couldn't believe it. But at the same time, he don't have to, you know what I'm saying, agree with that shit. Maybe his experience over these eight years ain't been the same. Would I claim Mariah Lynn, boss? Ain't that her name, Mariah Lynn, boss? What's she running? 
But yeah, I you know, I don't know. So that part was just interesting to watch. Shout out to Nina Parker for looking good. Do you like what she, she had a, on? I love Nina Parker. She was looking mm-hmm. bomb. Yep. That's so tight. She is she wearing their ass out. Yeah, yes. she's been working. Yes. Shout out to Nina Parker. She yeah. go, does she argue with them? Not this not this uh reunion. She got a handle on that. When she that time when she packed Jocelyn up and told her she yes. actually had a degree in journalism. Ooh. Yeah. She be getting them together. She be telling the fellas to calm down. She be telling them to apologize and shit. She holds her own on, on the reunions, which I like. Oh, I never And she asks the watch. questions. Yeah. And when they come at her, she don't come out of pocket or nothing. Like, it's still a job. She, and she, she Gail Kings them? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Huh. Very much so. So mm-hmm. shout out to uh, that. The only other thing I want to discuss really briefly is I'm looking forward to the upcoming Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Today, um, they released like some of the scene chart info and like the pictures of the ladies' looks. Nene has completely lost her mind. She's off the rails, and she is now at odds with the majority of the cast, except for Marlo and Shamari. She unfollowed people on Instagram. She's doing a lot of things to draw attention <laughs> to the fact that she has an issue with some of her castmates, but there's really nothing for them to have an issue about. About, and I feel like Nene is just barking and making noise to 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 continue the kiss Nene's ass show that's been going on all season. Now I understand that she's been there since season one, and Nene literally—I don't even have to reiterate that she's part of the foundation of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because when you think about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, you think about Nene Leakes and vice versa, which is the part True. that she forgets. Right. So. Um, I but I just think that this in the whole hearty persona I just feel like we're going back into season six and seven all over again I don't feel like doing it everybody Cynthia has been literally hopelessly devoted to Nene Leakes for all of these years she's been on the show since season three and she ain't never switched it up every time that they've had a disagreement it's been at the um the initiation of Nene once again we're here now she has a problem with everybody it's gonna be her versus everybody in her words I'm just sick of that shit it's old and it's tired every time she has a problem with them the same narrative comes up oh they're boring now it's they're weak now it's they don't they don't have a storyline it's just all these other things she's calling herself Didn't the she threat by Cynthia no Oh, that was a lie? Mm-hmm. Oh. She ain't never, ever, ever. She's never, about. ever gotten betrayed by Cynthia. Never. Oh, yeah. uh, you saw that recently? Yeah. Because like that's what yesterday. Nene's trying to say now. That's what, what, let me tell you what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenya Moore showed up to Cynthia's <laughs> party that they're going to show on the show for her upcoming release of her Seagram's um, alcoholic beverage. It's like a peach drink or something. Kenya Moore showed up to the party. Nene and Kenya have whatever issue they have, and I think Nene felt some kind of way about that. So now she's denouncing Cynthia as her friend and saying she's just a co-worker. It's just more of the same. Cynthia ain't thinking about Nene. She got a whole new man and a whole new life, and Nene will be okay in the end, and Cynthia knows that. So it's just some things to think about for the reunion. I want people to pay attention to what happens. Pay attention to what people are really saying, what people are really taking issue with. Mm. And you really look at that and think about how big or small of an issue it is and let that be your compass as you navigate the upcoming reunion. Mm. That's all I wanted to talk about. TV land is over. And now it's time oh, for... Shit. This is a story. (laughs) This is a story. No interpolation. This is a story. Time for this is a story. Episode nine, you guys. Ooh, already nine weeks. Nine, nine weeks in. Damn what? Well, wow. March. Wow. It's been nine weeks since we started this. (laughs) Okay. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. Episode nine. This is a story. 
Three hours later, Mia leaned on her kitchen's massive center island and took a sip from her glass. She exhaled and literally felt weightless for a few seconds. Her beautiful daughter was fed, bathed, properly lotioned, and now sound asleep. She was so very thankful for that and had truly earned the right to experience that feeling after the day that she'd had. Another sip, another exhale, and another feeling. Mia had run the gamut of emotions today. Hurt, fear, anger, shock, sadness, and love. Two different types of love. You see, Caught Up couldn't even begin to describe her plight. Nothing was the way it was supposed to be. Nothing was the way she had intended. In a fair, never in a million years did she picture herself so willingly positioned with her legs outstretched as wide as she could for someone other than Ron. Ron, her husband. How did they end up with such a shattered union? As she traced the large granite island countertop with the tip of her middle finger, Mia struggled to identify exactly what had gotten them to where they so miserably existed today. She and Ron had been a team. They had worked together to create a family unit that had it all, and they told themselves that it was motivated by love. Mia began to slowly walk around her kitchen, and as she walked around the room, she took in each detail. Each item that she absolutely had to have that gave it such a beautiful appearance. The tall upper cabinets with the darker lower units. The sub-zero refrigerator with the glass doors that just forced her to keep the shelves stocked and pretty. She truly loved that damn refrigerator. She smiled. While they were building their home, she and Ron had fought like cats and dogs over their refrigerator. He had thought it was a silly, expensive toy, but she swore up and down that it would add equity to their home. After about a week, they were both too horny to care about it anymore, and when they did the next walkthrough of the kitchen, that fridge was right there, right where it belonged. Ron always made things happen for her, no matter what. He always, he always used to let her win. Mia ran her hand down the long, sleek, stainless steel handle of the heavy glass refrigerator door. With her other hand, she took another sip from her cup, another exhale, but this time, not so much of a relaxing feeling. If she was being honest with herself, Ron loving her more than she loved him was exactly what had convinced her that a marriage between the two of them would sustain itself. That made her feel a particular type of guilt now. However, she shook off that feeling just as quickly as it came. Before her, her situation, Mia had been on a mission to be what she thought was the perfect wife to her perfect husband. She had worked with him to build and manage his real estate empire, and she truly believed it was her responsibility to make sure that her husband was the most successful version of himself, so she pushed him. Every time he came to her with an idea, she evolved it into a full-fledged dream encouraged him to transition from simply flipping a home here or there to now purchasing commercial properties left and right. Took him from just buying single-family homes to now owning and operating four different 50-unit apartment complexes while still maintaining an award-winning 9-to-5 career in advertising. That was their deal. He was open to entrepreneurial endeavors as long as he didn't let his two advertising degrees go to waste. He felt he'd worked far too hard to attain them, and knowing what she knew, Mia always agreed that he'd gotten through college against all odds, and she understood why that was important to him. 
She never said anything to him about quitting his day job, but Mia knew that at this point, Ron was just holding on to that job as a hobby. When he got home, she'd make sure to revisit that conversation. It was time to encourage a full focus on their family businesses, and she knew that was her next battle with him. Damn. Just like that, it hit her. The entire day flashed before her eyes in review, and she remembered that Ron actually still had to come home. She'd left the police precinct a few hours earlier after they let her know in the most rude way possible that no matter how she pressed, Ron would be spending the night answering a few more questions, and she might as well go home for the night. And that's exactly what she'd done. On her ride home, the closer she got to her house, the more guilty and ashamed she began to feel about the mess that her, her life was currently in. Yes, her romance with Ron had lost its spark. Yes, their daughter was the glue that held them together these days, but Mia remembered when that wasn't the case at all. She actually remembered when Ron made her feel confident enough to even make suggestions to him of how to improve his businesses, always reminding her how smart and how valuable she was to any company. Mia knew she was wrong, but it was time to do what needed to be done. She grabbed her phone, dialed on speaker. Tony answered on the first ring. What the fuck do you want, Tony spewed, with just enough hatred and slurring for Mia to know that he was drunk. Too drunk for what she wanted to say and talk about. I'm just checking on you, Tony. Mia lied in response in a very flat tone. You're a liar. You're always lying to me, Mia. Tony, baby, let's talk tomorrow. I just... Before she could get another word out, Mia was swiftly interrupted by Tony. You are a liar. You been to the doctor? You need to go to the doctor. I know you need to go. What? Mia questioned cautiously. I know you pregnant. I know we having a baby and, and I'm going to be there. Tony, Mia couldn't get another word out before Tony started screaming at the top of his lungs about the baby, about the two of them, about her existing family. And it was all just too much. He finally screamed one too many times and then Mia lost it. She, too, began screaming and crying and completely let out every emotion that she felt that day. Anger took over and she screamed the one thing that she knew would make him stop talking. I got rid of the baby. There is no baby. Tony stopped talking, just like Mia knew he would. What she didn't know, however, was that while she was screaming and yelling at the top of her lungs, all of her deepest, darkest secrets, she didn't hear the door to her home opening and closing. Mm. She didn't know that Ron had been released from jail a little bit earlier than expected. Mm. She didn't know that he'd been driven home by the police. She didn't know that he was standing in the doorway, watching and listening. And he now knew everything. Ooh. <laughs> See you guys next week for episode 10 of This Is A Story and the next episode of The Friend Zone. Thank you so much for participating. Do you all have any closing remarks? <laughs> As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Knowing how to code is becoming essential in today's job market. But where do you start? Try Grasshopper, the coding app for beginners. It's built by Google engineers and completely free. With fun five-minute puzzles, you can turn your downtime into learning a new and useful skill. 
When you graduate, you'll have the fundamental programming skills you need for your next step as a coder. I remember coding in my MySpace days. <laughs> Go to grasshopper.coz slash friendzone to download and get started today. Blinky. <laughs> Shout out to Black Planet. <laughs> Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.